Mm. That's right. Live back in action as we swear dance our way around the NFL offseason just for a reason to talk football until preseason reaches its completion. The football gods have blessed us with a hump day gift where the Baker's man is going to Carolina to do the best that he can, likely to be the starting quarterback for the Panthers. We'll find out. We'll talk about it. We're going to talk about that a lot more, give you our quarterback rankings, power rankings, one through 32, and a lot more NFL action, plus, of course, knowledge with Nikki coming up as well. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back for another Wednesday night family fun-filled football edition of the 33 Podcast. And this quarterback over here couldn't make any completions without his wide receiver, Diva. Tricky Nicky Gist and his head coach drawing up the plays, the real deal, Damian Adams. So let's say what's up to them. Good evening, Nikki. How was your day today? My day was good. I have pissed off an entire fan base, so yes. I had a great day. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know Nikki, you know what fan base that is, and that is the Dallas Cowboys D. She has done a number on them. I told her I, I, when we were having a text before that I took a lot of flack from the Browns fans when I just basically put on a helmet and said, like, all right, what's up? For a whole week, I got crushed. So Nikki is feeling the wrath of what I felt at one point. Yep. Yeah, now we've all had our different turns with different fan bases going nuts against us. I've had my battle with the Browns fan base. It's funny <laughs> because I all I did was ask a simple question. What does Baker Mayfield do better than Case Keenum in that offense? And now he's doing it for the Panthers. So I don't know <laughs> if, if the Browns fans want to give me an apology for this, but obviously he wasn't doing enough to stay there. So mm-hmm. I wasn't wrong by asking my question. But you see, there you go. Yeah, I wonder how much Browns fans are going to be backing him up now that he is not backing up Deshaun Watson and are not even back in Cleveland at all. So, yeah, we'll see what goes on with him. It's going to be tricky, like knowledge with Nikki a little bit later that we'll get to. But we got a whole bunch of stuff for you guys today. And again, my name is Jason Fearman, a.k.a. The Sports Prophet. And this two plus year running show is proudly presented by the Sports Column and brought to you by Reebok, which our boss Nikki is going to tell you about when knowledge with Nikki comes around, wasting no time jumping into neighborhood news, which is brought to you by Meatworks, custom butchery, high quality meats delivered straight to your door. Shipping is free. It's a beautiful thing. So Meatworks is an online custom butchery, the highest quality cut meats produced by American farmers. So members customize their own box or select one of their curated boxes, save 10 to 20% on USDA prime beef. All you got to do is go to 33podcast.com, click on the link, and bada bing, bada boom, you're right there. You're in meat heaven. Third and three has the hookup for you. So take advantage of us. We're giving you permission. Go ahead. Take advantage. Go to Meatworks, click on it, get all that good food, and we got more good stuff for you later. But let's talk about the goodies that the NFL gave us today, guys. The Browns, finally, the saga is over. They trade away Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers, which... A lot of us had suspected and talked about earlier, even going back months ago, for only a conditional pick, a fourth or a fifth rounder. Wow. In 2024. And that's based off the amount of time that Baker plays, guys. Um, You know, see how much time he spends on the center for the Carolina Panthers. And we're going to talk about, is he going to start day one for the Panthers? You would imagine. But Cleveland is paying $10 million of his salary. And the Panthers are only paying $4.85 million, which is pretty good for this year. That's not bad. So let's kick this thing off, man. D, there are the particulars. What are your thoughts? The trade, is it fair? 
Is he going to be the starter? What did you initially think? Let's roll. Well, my first thought was, finally, like what took so long? Yeah, right. <laughs> we all knew, we all knew this was coming. Yeah, that they were – the Panthers need a quarterback, and Baker Mayfield is a starting quarterback in this league. So mm-hmm. why not give him that shot? Now, I hear that there's things about his personality. I don't know if it's just him being immature, what exactly it was in Cleveland. Uh, but hopefully this experience has helped him out as far as realizing what's going on. It's been a wake-up call for him. And I do think he starts day one. Right, We're going to get into our QB rankings, but if he was a part of our initial QB rankings that we did, I would definitely have him above Sam Darnold. Uh, so for, for that, I got to say he's going to be a starter day one for them. He does give them the best chance to win. Now, will he make them winners? No, but he'll, he'll give them the best chance to win over the other quarterbacks in that roster for sure. All right. Well said. We're going to dig deep more into that. Nikki, I got to get your thoughts again. Initially, what you're thinking, and it's so crazy, the Browns actually play the Panthers opening day. So the NFL gods definitely saw this all happening. It's like a beautiful thing. But, you know, Baker, all right, he's in Carolina. He's got a few weapons, Um, one of them being Robbie Anderson, who tweeted out a little while ago. uh, I think it was either a few weeks ago or a month ago. I'm not sure what it was. about about that. (laughs) <laughs> right. When the Panthers were t- talking initially, or at least, you know, there were some inquiries out there about them getting Baker Mayfield. Robbie Anderson's like, no. And now, <laughs> Nikki, they got to yeah. share a locker room. And he's got to share a locker room with Sam Darnold. All right. Who he went first over. Sam Darnold could have been a Brown, or at least we thought were until like the 11th hour. Right. So there's so much to eat to freaking chomp on over here. What, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, that's why you got to watch because what you put out is what you get back. So you, right. you got to watch, you got to watch the juju there. Um, <laughs> what a freaking steal. Like yeah. what a steal for Carolina. Uh, no D he won't make them winners, but they're going to be um, leaps and bounds better, not quantum leaps, but leaps and bounds better. I think um, obviously than Sam Darnold. So good for Carolina. Like, you know, let's make that division somewhat competitive because right now I think we're just looking at the Saints and the Bucks, really. And the other two just are there. Yeah, yeah. I hear some enthusiasm out of your voice, Nikki. If you were a Panthers fan, it's like, all right, yeah, let's get Baker in here. Yeah. At least he could do something. Yeah, he's taken or helped the Browns go to the playoffs once and actually win a playoff game in somewhat dominating fashion against the Pittsburgh Steelers and play tough against Kansas City. Yes, he was hurt last year. But the Browns are a better team. We know that for sure, guys, right? So with the Panthers, it's going to be rough going, especially if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy. But this whole thing, yes, I'm glad it's over. And as far as him being a starter, they're already saying, yo, same, a lot of people are saying Sam Darnold's going to be a starter day one. You don't make a trade like this unless you want Baker Mayfield to be your starter. Otherwise, why bother doing it, right? Or am I crazy, Damian? No, you're correct. Like, there's no – you don't bring in Baker Mayfield to – put pressure on Sam Donald. No, it's not. <laughs> this isn't the situation where you're trying to push your starting quarterback. Baker Mayfield is going to be the starter. Uh, it may be a little battle in training camp. You might see a few preseason games where they go back and forth on who's going to start. But I think Baker Mayfield will eventually win that battle. I, you want to give Sam Donald a fair shot. So uh, they will yeah. announce that Mayfield's the starter. But I think after like the second preseason game, you'll be like, oh, Mayfield's going to be our guy. You know, I guess that is fair, Nikki. What are your thoughts to giving Sam Darnold a shot? Because, look, they started 3-0 and last year. They were playing well. Then, you know, again, they had a couple of bad games. Then he got hurt and he was out for the season. So maybe you say, all right, let's have a competition. But you would expect Sam Darnold to do better with this team. With this team. Granted, he's only been there one year and he's had time with these guys. But 
then again, like, again, you, you don't make this trade unless you want Baker to be your guy. And what does that do for Sam Darnold now? Anybody know? Does anybody even care? <laughs> Um, I don't. So I mean, <laughs> I really, I really don't care. I don't understand why you would make this trade just to have this stupid competition to mm -hmm. to what? Like, what? What are we doing? It's like paying lip service. Like, you yep. get that's your guy. That's who you wanted. It's going to give you a better chance to win than Sam Darnold ever would or can. And I, what do you need to see out of him? You know what? Let's not forget. We saw him at with the Jets and I know the Jets are not a great team, but you know, we saw what he can do in Carolina too. And he fooled us all. We were all excited like the first like two weeks and then all of a sudden it was horrible. So uh, no, if they don't start Baker Mayfield, like you're just a laughing stock. Yeah, laughing stock city. What's what do we got here? What's this uh, Yankees action? Nikki, you were what said you were here? Go Yankees. When, Nikki, when did you become a Yankee fan? <laughs> no, I don't watch a ton of baseball. <laughs> no, not anyway, no. me, me. I love my Mets. I do, but I don't have time to watch them. It's it's hard. I know it's hard to keep up with. It really is. It's it's tough. It really yeah. it's tough as hell. But I don't know. Anyway, I mean that's Baker Mayfield. Uh, there you go again. He's not like one of the quarterbacks we're gonna go crazy over, but he was the number one draft pick four years ago, and he is traded. He's going to a new team, and it's ironic that he's with Sam Darnold now. Um, let's see if Darnold even stays or whatever. But that's a story to be continued and see how it goes through the offseason into preseason and who will be starting day one. Should be make Baker Mayfield in all our eyes. All right. Um, before we get to our quarterback rankings, which Baker Mayfield is now in, he was not before, but suddenly here he goes. And I just got to tell you guys right off the bat, I had Sam Darnold 32. So that made it really easy for me to get Baker in there. It was no problem at all, <laughs> at all. Um, but, uh, you brought something up to me, D that you heard on the Pat McAfee show about him wanting to have a dome in every stadium that every stadium should have a dome or did he say that they should have the option of having a dome? Because I'm down with that. No, so he was saying that he thinks every city, NFL city, should have a dome because mm. it's better football when you take out the weather, the wind, the rain. If you have mm. a controlled environment, it's better football for just entertainment purposes. And it's been a lot of different feedback on it as far as some people thinking that it's crazy to say that with the tradition of the NFL and all the great games we've seen in the snow, in the rain, the history of it. But it's also like, well, we don't have to deal with that stuff anymore. Like we have the technology now where you can have the best football possible. So I want to get your guys' opinions on that. Would you be down for like Chicago or Green Bay and those Buffalo and those towns that are known for their weather and that? having that tradition going to the dome and having a controlled environment for all football games. Yo, I got to tell you, I'll be pretty quick with my answer. I would love it if they all had re retractable domes, the option. Okay. That would be perfect if all 32 teams had that, because look, if the weather is terrible or if it's really, to me, the cold is worse than anything. Like if it's below zero, you really shouldn't have to play in that cold weather. But Adding the elements, some rain, some snow into a game, a little bit of wind, it makes it even that much more exciting. I'm all for it um, as far as, you know, the weather being an element, Nikki. So I'm down with that. But I would love it if every team would have a retractable roof, uh, every single stadium. They have the money to do it. 
I don't think it's ever going to happen. If it does, it'll probably be 30 years from now. But that would be the way to go because, to me, the cold is worse than anything. I mean, they had a game, I think, where the Bengals played the Chargers. In what, it was an AFC divisional round game in the playoffs back in like 79 or something. And I got to check my history on that one in a little bit. But it, it was like negative like 30 degrees on the field. I mean, how do you play in something like that? People could like lose their fingers, man. Like, no way. So with that being said, that, that I'm cool with. But no, not every team having a dome, Nikki. I, I don't like that. Uh, no, what is this? Like arena football? No dome. <laughs> like, what are we doing? That's part of like the fun, like the blizzard in Buffalo. It's like below negative 25 in Green Bay. Like that's part of it. I'm sorry, but... You know, and that's the factor that we all, right, we all talk about that. Oh, here goes the West Coast team, you know, going up to Buffalo. It's going to be cold. They're going to Green yeah. Bay. That affects the line, right? Yeah. So, no, no, I'm sorry. If you have to play on the East Coast, we have all types of weather. You got to play up north. You're going to have the snow. Jay, we can't all have 90 and beautiful, can <laughs> have like 100 degrees oh. all the time, beautiful. I know you guys hate the cold, but... No, that's it. No, you don't get domes for everybody. What is next? They barely can play defense. Now you want to give them domes too, air con air conditioning, temperature control. Why don't you get the seats air conditioned for everybody? No, all right, stop. It figures coming from a punter, though, right, D? I mean, I mean the ball yeah. wibbling and wobbling all over the place with him. Punters hate bad weather. They, they get nothing good from that. That's true. That is, he's a punter, and that's something that when the wind's swirling at different, like especially like Pittsburgh, where it's known for the wind to like change directions and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure for a punter, they absolutely hate that. But I'm gonna surprise some people. I wouldn't be mad at this. I would not be mad oh, at really? every stadium being a dome. Think about what? it, right? You get the best what? football, right? We don't get a game, a Monday night football game where Mac Jones passes it three times. Because it's too, it's too cold and the wind's blowing at 30 miles per hour. 30 miles per hour. Why are we playing in 30 mile per hour winds in a That's game crazy. where it depends on you throwing the ball in the air? Like it's, That's something that we shouldn't be dealing with. And from a fan's perspective, like football tickets, I'm pretty sure. I've never went to a cold weather game. Maybe you guys can enlighten me. But I'm pretty sure the prices don't change because the weather is bad, right? Yeah. So when you so when you go to a game at Giant Stadium in December and you're paying those hundreds of dollars to sit there and freeze, yes. why do that <laughs> when you can go to an air-conditioned dome and have a good time and enjoy it instead of just sitting there freezing? And I understand the tradition. I get it. I understand the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. But why? Why is <laughs> like we don't have to suffer like this anymore? You don't have to do it. You get better football. It is even. Like, I can truly say my team is better than this team. It wasn't because they're used to the cold, and we're not used to the cold. And it would be no more, oh, this guy just the dome quarterback. Everybody would play in the dome. Everybody had the same advantages and disadvantages. It would be even across the board. So I'm not really mad at the idea. I, I get the tradition of it. But I, for me, I'm not going to Green Bay unless the Saints play Green Bay in the NFC Championship game. Maybe, <laughs> but it's no, still maybe. Not maybe. You, yeah, you, you would be there. there. Of yeah. all people, <laughs> I'm not going to Birdman you, whatever that's called, but you would be there. I know you would. <laughs> I know you would. If I got you and free tickets 
to, to the coldest city on the on the freaking planet and the Saints were playing, you would go. There's would no doubt about it. And that's the thing. Yeah. When you're there, you know, me and Nikki have obviously been to plenty of cold weather games, right? When you're there, you, you if you're sitting there and you're cold, you shouldn't be there anyway because you're not standing up rooting and cheering on your team. You don't really feel the cold. You really don't. Unless you're down by 28 points. And at that point, you might as well just get the fuck out of there anyway. So, yeah. look. Yeah. Now, I hear what you're saying. I totally agree from that standpoint. You would get to find out who the best is on that day, who the best is team is. And you can't say, well, the cold affected this or the rain affected that because we have a better quarterback and you have a better running back and we play better defense and this and the whole other. I totally understand that. But yeah. I totally don't want it because <laughs> I think the NFL is great having that stuff. But, yeah, I get it from a competitive standpoint. It would be great. But, again, I go back to my thing, man. Let them all have retractable domes for when the weather is really crappy or when it's really cold, then I'm cool with it. And also like I live in Arizona in September, it's still hot out here. So like yeah. 105 degree oh. weather, that's also not the best to go to after spending hundreds of dollars to go to a game and you sitting there and you, you got to spend $15 on a beer. You, you don't have to do that with beer drop, but you can go on 33 podcast. <laughs> you see, but, that's you the thing, know. Down here in Miami with the Marlins play, as a matter of fact, they have a retractable dome because it's so freaking hot in the summer. So you have an excellent point yeah. there. And they can they use that really now all year because it's, you know, how it is down here. It's crazy. Yeah. But you talk about that Mac Jones thing. We are never talking about that Mac Jones game ever in a million years. If that weather isn't that crazy that day and he throws the ball three times. Like that game has like become like legendary, you know, in, in that yeah. sense. So, yeah, I don't know. I love that stuff. I, it, to me, it's it's yeah. cool. But I get the competitive balance part of it. Certainly what I hear is two people who live in like beautiful climates just <laughs> bitching and moaning that they might have to sit outside in a Not sunny me. day, 85, 90 degree weather. Like, shut Hell no. up. Thank Not, you. I lived in New York, but three quarters of my or I don't know. Well, I'm kind of old now, so I don't know how long it's been, but most of my life. So I dealt with all that cold crap, even going to Mets games where you're not standing up like going crazy because it's a freaking baseball game in October and that and it can get really cold even then. But mm, it's so crazy to me because I was in uh, boot camp during football season in Chicago, right? Or like an hour north of Chicago. And I couldn't imagine there was days where we had to march across the base when it was negative 12. I couldn't imagine being a fan at, at Soldier Field when it's negative 12 trying to watch a game. Like, no, how sucks. is that enjoyable? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not as enjoy. It's not as enjoyable, but you know, it, I don't know. It's just part of being there. You know how the NFL is. It's like it's like a god in its own sense. You know, it just rules everything. It's, it's nuts. But again, I get what you're saying. I do. I wish they can all have retractable don't roofs. That would be perfect. That'd be perfect. That'd be the way. I, to I definitely agree with that because, like you said, when it comes to the extreme weather where it's below zero, yes. yeah. Let's let's close the dome let's close the roof so that these players can play and not just be out there right. worrying about we're losing the fingers like you said yeah or tom coffin god forbid dying on the sideline over there in green bay with his freaking face turned red as whatever okay <laughs> so that is the reason why that is part of why that game is epic and iconic why because his life was on the line this game was oh my god you know i can't with you two i can't you guys talk before the show and so how are we going to gang up on Nikki? That's what you had a 90 year old coach on the sideline in negative 100 degrees. This guy was freezing near death. And I know. It was legendary His face is he almost died. off. I know. And that's what made the Lawrence Tynes kick to the Super Bowl even so much better and so much sweeter. 
Oh, Lord. Weather is part of iconic games. Oh, we already with you. I agree. wiping out records, and now you guys want to take away the weather. Who is this you guys shit? I'm, it's oh, the young one. Okay. It's, it's the younger brother. All of us were against the extra game. All of us were against <laughs> 17 games. <laughs> but yes, where is that? Somebody who, like I said, when I experienced that negative 12 degree weather marching across a base, I was like, <laughs> I and it's weird that my, my first thing my mind went to was a football game. I'm like, how is, is anybody sitting at a football game right now enjoying this? Like, this is no no way. There's no way that's enjoyable. You learn to bulk up, you wear many, many, many you layers. Drink a lot, right. Yeah, <laughs> that also helps. Yes. yes, yes, and then you get very, very sick afterward. There's no way you're going to school or work or whatever you were doing at that point in your life in that day, the next day. Not a shot, <laughs> no chance. No. Anyway, all right, so let's move on. That was kind of fun. I love the fun <laughs> shit just comes out of nowhere, Nikki. So we had this whole NFL quarterback ranking thing. It was your idea? The article, great job putting it out with agree, disagree. Yes. I actually read it like I was like a fan of you, you know, for some silly oh. reason. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, why would yeah. you be a fan of me? I, I, that's what I'm trying to explain to myself. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying okay. to like put it together here. It's not. I'm like, no. I'm like, it's Nikki. No, I'm kidding. Great job. So you <laughs> awesome. I absolutely love it. So why don't you, uh, you know, QB this thing? Like, you know, bring a backup in, or you know, whatever you want to call. It. Let the wide receiver diva come in at QB. But I'm the wide receiver. I am not a backup. I, I know, I know, but I we're, doing receiver. Receiver. No, we're doing I'm an end here. We're doing an end around the world. Wildcat formation. Wildcat yeah, formation. Exactly. You're at QB right, right. now. Okay. So we need you here. We need you. So you know, again, you put out the article. So great job, and then that, that great promo was sick. You got oh. freaking cowboy fans pissed off for a reason. You're going to tell them why and. I happen to agree with you. So let's do some freaking quarterback rankings, huh? All right, let's do it. Actually, let me pull up the article. I'm just going to read from my phone. All That's right. With you guys. Technology is a beautiful thing. We <laughs> <laughs> all agreed on number one. I no, we didn't because oh, we, didn't? we had to make it difficult right off the jump. I love that line that is like Damien making it difficult from the beginning. Yeah, right <laughs> from the, right from the jump. But, you know, the beauty right was – just pissing off the cowboy fans, really. I have to tell you guys, I woke up to DMs like, How dare you? You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, my girl shouldn't talk about sports. Wow. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I want to say, along with this on NFL.com, um, Chad Ruder had written this article where if the NFL did a mock draft, um, basically who would be drafted in what order, and like you know, quarterbacks obviously came out first, and it's not based on the team's success going forward. It's based on like right now. So I'll cut, we'll mess around with that and I'll talk about that kind of after and how it stacks up uh, to what we got. All right. So okay. number one, I had Pat Mahomes. Do you want me and, to read the agree, disagree? How you guys want to do it? Or you just want to jump in or? Uh, why don't you do it like that? And then, uh, but yeah, we, well, let's just do whatever the hell we want. Let's, let's kick well, it. We all right. have some order. We both got, all right. So look, we both got Pat Mahomes. All right. And I think it's obvious reasons, Nikki. I don't think we have to explain that, but let's hear Dee's explanation as to why his number one is better than our number one. <laughs> yes. So the reason I went with Aaron Rodgers, I feel like he can make every throw that Pat Mahomes can make. And back-to-back -back MVPs kind of speak for themselves. Okay. Right? Okay. And with Aaron Rodgers, I know there's the playoff shortcomings, but you also could say the same thing about Pat Mahomes right now, right? And you think about – Last year against the Bengals, that second half, didn't see the best of Pat Mahomes. Uh, it's for me, I think that Pat Mahomes is the new thing. So that's why it was like we had to, we jumped on him right away as the best. But Aaron Rodgers, he's not as athletic as Pat Mahomes is right now, but he's still mobile. 
can make all these throws and the pinpoint accuracy, I think he's a tad bit more accurate than Pat Mahomes. It's pretty good arguments, Nikki. I mean, it really is. Like, you know, if somebody says Aaron Rodgers number one, you you don't have much of an argument based off of what D said right there. I mean, again, we're just talking about back-to-back MVPs for a guy who's just turning, what, 37, 38 years old. So yeah. I'm cool with it. I still would rather have Mahomes, I think, maybe because he is a little bit faster and he can, I think, make – I mean, yes, Aaron Rodgers can make every throw, but Mahomes does crazy, insane stuff, and it actually works. So it's weird, like throwing with his left hand upside down, you know, behind his head. Like, it, it's insane. But anyway, those those are our number ones. And uh, uh, D, I guess D, you had Mahomes too. I'm hoping you at least went there. Yeah, I had Mahomes too. All right, what'd you have, Nick? Um, I had Aaron Rodgers. Okay, well that makes sense. All right, I didn't. Right, I went with Josh Allen. You had Josh Allen. And yeah. This whole thing went off the rails until you know what's so funny? <laughs> we agreed on random things like number fifteen. Number 17, number 32, like number 30. Like it was- I've seen that. I know. I know. Like we agreed on Daniel Jones at like 28 or wherever. I know. How did that happen? It's like across the board. Yeah, yeah I know. Daniel Jones, you suck, but like a little I bit know. better than suckage. Yeah. Sorry. Right, so you got Rogers there, which explains everything. I'm putting Josh Allen there because I feel like him and Patrick Mahomes are the now number one and number two because – not just because they're younger, but because their youth exhibits itself on the field with, again, the way Josh Allen runs the ball and he's become so accurate and how far he can throw it. I mean, there's really nothing that guy can't do. He literally was carrying that team in that game against Kansas City. I I don't know what more you can ask for out of a quarterback. He did more against Kansas City in that one game than Aaron Rodgers has done in in, in the playoffs in the past, what, four or five seasons. So right now I would take Josh Allen over Aaron Rodgers. No, Sorry. that's a great art. That's a great now. If we're drafting, I'm taking Josh Allen. Yeah. Just like to make to make yeah. it clear. That's if we're drafting. Yeah. Right. But right. as far as Aaron Rodgers over Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes, I had over Josh Allen. I did I did struggle with that. Like I went back and forth on those three as far as what order to go in. Uh-huh. Those three, I believe, are in the top tier, and then Tom Brady and everyone else for me. And Josh Allen, man. I well, I had him at three, you know, small alert. Just amazing. <laughs> like he's absolutely let me, amazing. Let me ask you a question. Let me yeah. ask you a question. It full pun intended right now. It's third and three. What quarterback do you want to get the ball? That's that's a great point because Josh Allen can get it both ways. You know, you can you run damn right it, he can. <laughs> or he can pass he's for it. So that, that. Yep. Yeah. That's a great point. And then he can run somebody over for it as well. Like if it's it don't uh-huh. have to be an open sideline. You could it's a linebacker there, he can run him over to get it. So that's the, a great point, right? There. That's one of the things I thought about. I was like, Josh Allen, because he's so mobile and so great as far as picking up yards in both ways, should Absolutely. I put him at number two? And man, like I said, those three guys for me are one A, one B, one C. Like they're all right there for me. I hear it's, that. Yeah. Nikki, did I flip you a little bit? Are you, are you stuck on Rogers? No, not a chance. She's looking at me like, yeah, right. Like, I'm, I'm stone cold over here. I got. <laughs> No, I mean, you guys maybe will uh, like flip me on like the bottom, like I'm gonna get to the bottom tier, but I don't know. But uh, listen, really, if if you're doing Mahomes, Rogers, Alec, like I really can't get mad at anybody's argument to just, Mm -hmm. you know, swap them in and out. And we essentially did. No, Jay, you didn't. You had to make number three difficult. No, I gotta tell you something. I mean, I agreed, but you went Tom Brady. (laughs) 
No, I made I actually made it difficult for you. I apologize. Aaron Rodgers is my number three. So he should be. He, yes, I'm sorry about that. He should be number three. I don't know why you got that list, but they're just flip-flops. So that's only, the one you sent me. I did. No, no, no. It's on me. <laughs> my fault. No, no, no. It's on me 100%. It's totally on me. So I did that. But no, Aaron Rodgers is my three. And yes, spoiler, Brady is my four. So that's the only thing that flip-flops. So I agree Rodgers three, but that's why I have Mahomes and, and Allen ahead of them. On third and three, they can. I'm more confident they're going to get the job done. Okay, so then actually all four or four of us, wow, I don't know who else is in here with us. Um, all three of us agree uh, Tom Brady's number four. If yes. You swapped your okay. – Yes, totally agree. Yeah. Great. Five, I went Joe Burrow. D, you agreed with me, and Jay, you did not. No, I don't. I don't, but I'm not mad at your pick, and even though – you know, I put look, I still think Russell Wilson is great. And I think he's going to show how great he is this year. You know, give him a couple of weeks with this team. And again, I know they're not wonderful wide receivers. I understand. But he really never had that in Seattle either until DK Metcalf got there. And he was like this beast. But still, it wasn't like that guy can run every route on the tree. And I think that he's going to fit in perfectly. And he's going to show that he can get right back to a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson can still do everything that he could eight years ago. He can. He just needs now to be refreshed in a better situation, happy, and I believe he's got all of that, and we're going to see it all come out on the field. Mm. I'm okay. not, I'm not mad at it, but from what we've seen the last couple of years, I just couldn't put him that high. It's a little what high. A little high. I understand. Yeah. I understand. A lot of people don't have him that high. I totally get it. I totally get it. And by the way, for this other list that I told you that was written by uh, this fellow over here, Chad Ruder, he had Rodgers one, Brady two, Mahomes three, Allen four, Burrow five. So he does agree with you, and I think he agrees with your guys' next pick as well. But he had Russell Wilson at seven. Uh, you guys did not agree with me. I went Justin Herbert at number six. So no. this guy agrees with you. <laughs> oh, well, good. What's his name? Chad. Chad Herder. <laughs> Way to go, Chad. You, you get points. Chad Ruder, Ruder, excuse me, Ruder. Well, I like him because he agrees with me, but you guys <laughs> do not agree with me. No. no so, yeah, at six, no. I had Lamar Jackson. I feel like uh, with Herbert, his talent is definitely like he has top five talent for sure. His arm talent is crazy. You know, we always bring up that game against the Raiders and some of those throws that he made were absolutely ridiculous. And I think he's going to keep rising. Uh, with Lamar Jackson, though, he's so dynamic. Mm. when healthy and we saw an improvement in his passing and i think we're going to continue to see that so if you see a continued improvement in his passing along with being so dynamic in the running game i still have him being more effective and having more of an impact than herbert right now but it might it might change by week eight like i, I admit that it might change by week eight if herbert comes out here and just balls out but right now i got lamar jackson those two quarterbacks are very, very close for me, and I get why you guys have him there. But I went with somebody who we haven't seen play in a while, but he can do everything that pretty much every quarterback we talked about already can do, Deshaun Watson. And we're going to see it happen. We're going to see him on the field sometime. I don't know when it's going to be, and I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to be rooting for the guy. I'm just saying he's fucking amazing, and he could have won an MVP a couple of seasons ago, 27 touchdowns, four interceptions all year long with that crappy, cruddy team down there in Houston. The guy's amazing. So I'm going to leave it at that. He can do anything that any of these other quarterbacks can do, and he still ranks sixth on my list. 
Okay, number seven. To be fair, I wasn't that far off where I ranked Lamar Jackson, which apparently was a problem last night. Uh, but you know, so. at home. Mm, Ravens, yes. Ravens fans are another like that flock is real serious about oh. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, All right. yeah, they no, they really are. They got to calm down a little bit. Uh, but you guys did not agree with me there. So Jay, you had my boy Matt Stafford, and D, you went to Sean Watson. Yeah, so I went to Sean Watson. All the reasons that uh, Jason mentioned when he was playing amazing that year, they went. The fact that Houston couldn't win games with him just shows you how just you know futile that franchise is. But man, he's amazing. He could do everything. Some of the throws he would make in under pressure, escaping pressure, being able to run. He's not Lamar Jackson, but he's definitely one of the most mobile guys in the league, along with being accurate. He doesn't have a crazy big arm. But he's able to get the ball downfield because of his timing and being able to read the defense very well. So Deshaun Watson, I think, will show again why he's a top 10 quarterback this year when he does get a chance to play. All right. I went Stafford because we saw what happened in Detroit with one of the worst organizations in the NFL. He went to a really good one in L.A. and he won a Super Bowl right away. So we know the guy's got the goods. Does he turn the ball over a lot? Yeah. He throws quite a few interceptions, but he throws a lot of touchdowns. And he's very accurate, especially when it needs to be late in the fourth quarter, like you saw in the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford is now a Super Bowl champion. Uh, that's why I have him there. And I have Stafford at number eight. So the theme here seems like we weren't too far off, but then yeah. there's a couple as we get later. It's, it goes way off. Um, but uh, you got – oh, D, you agreed with me. And, Jay, you did not. I need like a – a disagree and agree button or something. Uh, yeah, right. I know. I should add something ready, yeah. but that's yeah, that's where I put Herbert. Uh, I believe, right? Yes, you put yeah. Herbert at number eight. You guys have already talked about you know reasons why he's a monster. He can be even higher, and I understand why you guys have him higher on the list. And I think next year when we do this, he may be in the top four. Um. All right. So nine. We all disagreed. I went Russell Wilson. D, you went Justin Herbert. And Jay, this is where you had Joe Burrow. Yeah, and I was looking at it. I'm like, wow, I really have Joe Burrow that low? And I'm like, yes, yeah, do. I really do. Because I, I do believe those other quarterbacks, in some way, each one of them are better than him some way slightly. But I can't be – I'm not going to say Joe Burrow's a one-year wonder at all. Like, I believe this kid's got the goods, and he's going to be the real deal going forward. You know, I don't think this was a fluke, you know, a flash-in-the-pan type of thing. So I'm cool with you guys having him ranked higher. I just happen to like these other quarterbacks better than Burrow. But nine, yeah, I, I can understand that being low. Yeah, the reason I have Herbert at nine is just because I need to see more, just prove more. His talent, like I said earlier, top five talent. I just need to see another year of him doing this. Got it. And I rounded out top ten, not with Dak Prescott. No, with Deshaun Watson. So that does leave Dak on the outside looking in, much to the dismay of the entire Cowboys fan base who of just course. cannot comprehend this. Um, but you guys did disagree with me. Jay, you went Lamar. D, you did put Dak here. You did get him in the yeah. top 10. So everybody can love D, okay? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I put, I put Dak at number 10. I think that he showed that without him, the Cowboys are nothing. Right. And uh, you could say that about most starting quarterbacks, but his impact is crazy. Right. When you the year he got hurt, he was getting like 400, 500 yards a game, keeping them in games when that defense was absolutely horrible before he got injured. 
And then this past year, he kind of tailed off towards the end, but I think it was more of the defenses, you know, finding out that system and getting more tape on them compared to his mistakes and his shortcomings. He also was dealing with an injury as well with his uh, calf injury. But when he's healthy, you see what he does for that offense as far as, especially when he's actually running, when he's actually running as well. I think that adds a lot to it. I think we'll see more of that this year being more removed from that leg injury. I think we'll see more running from him this year along with the passing. So that's why I have number 10. All right. I, I'm tough with that there. You know, you're not going to hear his name for me for, for a few more over here. Dak has not shown me much at all lately. And, and now I'm worried. Like, is because it looked like the sky was, you know, was it the limit for this kid? I, I really thought that in the first couple of seasons, especially. And now he's got me scratching my head a bit over here. I'm wondering, was it Zeke and was it that line? Was it better coaching? You know, I, I don't really know. I do think Dak is a good quarterback, but I'm not there yet. I got Lamar Jackson at 10, and that's almost sinful because he's better than 10 in the, in the top 10. Lamar Jackson is one of those guys that you have to prepare for the entire week and just focus on his number and his number alone. And you can't say that about a lot of players in this league, regardless of what position they play. So I'm almost shame on me for having him that low, Nikki. Yes. I mean, shame on you. Ravens flock. going to come get you now. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I I, I kind of want to re, you know retract my statement over there. I want to bring him back up. But oh, now you sure. want to walk it back? Uh-uh. I do a little bit. Walk it back. I walk it back. <laughs> no, no way. All right, number eleven. I have Derek Carr. I know how. What a travesty. How could I do that? And this is going to roll into my number twelve a little bit, but I'll go back to it. I have Dak twelve. I don't know if people have actually pulled up their stats, but I pulled them up last night. They are really similar. similar. Yeah, they're not that far off from each other. So I don't think they should be right that far off from each other. But, you know, Jay, to your point, I think, listen, yes, Dak is talented. I'm not saying he's not. But a lot of that, the Cowboys had a fantastic offensive line. A lot of that was Zeke. Like, I just think if the game is on the line – I'm putting a little more faith in Derek Carr, who I think is incredibly underrated, does not get the credit or nearly enough love. I understand that he's in the AFC West, and that's a tough division. But just in general, he's a really good quarterback. He flies under the radar. So I have him 11. You guys both disagreed with me. Jay went Matt Ryan, and D went Russell Wilson. Yeah, Nikki, I didn't yeah. disagree with you about much because I got Derek Carr at 12 right after, but I got Matt Ryan in there because he I think he can still do it. He's been on a crappy team for a while, and I think that you know his experience earns him that right. And yeah, I know the Super Bowl was 60 years ago, but he's still an excellent quarterback. So we'll see. But um, D, go ahead. What do you got? Yeah, I had Russell Wilson, all the things that you mentioned about, you know, the he still I think has the best deep ball in the game. It's if it's not the best, it's yes. the prettiest. Like it's the definitely the prettiest one to watch mm. uh, when he throws it for sure. Uh, so he still has that threat. He has the running ability. He's not as quick as he was when he was younger, but still is very mobile and the escapability is there. So I think that he's definitely got to be you know top twelve for sure. And I did struggle with Derek Carr because like you said, Derek Carr and Dak Prescott's stats are very similar. And I did like the jump that Derek Carr made last year as far as taking the ball downfield, not being risk averse. Like that was the big thing with him. He was so scared to take those risks and now he's taking them now. And this year with Devontae Adams, we could see Derek Carr take that jump to the top 10 for sure. 
Um, all right, number 12. Obviously, as I just said, this is where I have Dak Prescott. And I just I do want to make this clear. I know like everyone's giving me a hard time today, and that's fine. I could take it. Um, I think that the Cowboys will take a bit of a step back, and I know we're gonna get into it a little bit later. But as I said in the article, I think it's more of the circumstances around Dak than his talent, right? Yeah. They've lost some key pieces on offense, all eyes on CD Lamb. I don't like Mike McCarthy, don't really trust him as a coach. So, like, I can just see the circumstances around him affecting his play. Not necessarily him, but, um, yeah, Jay, like you said, you had Derek Carr here. And, D, this is where you had Kyler Murray. Yeah, I think Kyler Murray's ability is top-notch when he's on. And them telling off at the end of the year, you guys know how I feel about Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think it's on Kyler Murray. I think it's on the coach. And the, the GM and that the fact that they can't adjust without uh, having Hopkins there, it's going to be a big thing this year. The first six weeks without Hopkins, how do they adjust? Is Kyler Murray play well? Is the whole contract thing going to be still over their heads? It's going to be a big thing this year going in. But I think his ability is top twelve ability for sure, and he's definitely shown it. Jason's mentioned it many times. The first seven weeks, he was the MVP last year, mm-hmm. and when you see that ability, I think that type of just the arm strength that comes from that little body is crazy. Like yeah. that he, has, that he can throw it like that. <laughs> Being that stature is nuts. So the arm talent, the running ability, and when they unleash him running, that's the only thing. Can he stay healthy running that much? That's the big thing. Because when he okay. is running and they're using him, they're you know, 10 to 15 times a game along with the passing, that's when they're the most effective. So can he stay healthy with that little frame, able to be able to continue what he was doing those first seven weeks last year? That's going to be the big test, but I do think he's because of the dynamic ability of him, he's top 12 in my book. All right. All right. Number 13. I went Matt Ryan. Jay, this is where you had Kyler Murray, and yep. D is where you had Derek Carr. So it seems like 11, 12, 13 for us were yeah. the same. We're just yeah. switching it by one here. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty much, all the reasons yes. I mentioned earlier about Derek Carr, yeah, yeah, right. Did yeah, you mention my reasons for Kyler Murray? You know, Matt Ryan is experienced. You know, I like where you put him, Nikki. I, I like that. Yeah, we can even move it on. What are we on to 14 now, huh? We are on 14, which is where I had Kyler Murray. Um, okay, there you go, Perfect. yeah, D's where you have Matt Ryan, uh, and Jay's where you had Dak Prescott. This is where so. I have Dak Prescott, yeah. Uh, maybe a little low for some people. Yeah, maybe a little low for some people. But again, I look at these other quarterbacks and I say they have more talent with less around them and they can do more and they've proven even more. I haven't, Dak hasn't proven anything yet. Some people could say to me, well, Josh Allen hasn't proven anything yet. Well, bullshit. Yes, he has. He was in the AFC championship <laughs> yeah. last year. And this past season, he was that close to being in it again. And who knows what would have happened. And he was the reason for it. You very rarely look at the Dallas Cowboys and say, well, I'm going to say very rarely, but rarely recently have we say Dak is the reason why we won this game. Granted, they are a better team with him, and we've seen that. The proof is in the pudding, guys. But, um, yeah, he's top half, but the low end of the top half for me. Okay. I am with you. And as my brother had put me on blast this morning on Instagram, if you guys saw nothing like sibling love. He told, told me to lay off the crack yeah. pipe. And that there was no no conceivable argument that I would have Dak outside the top 10. Well, we just gave you a little, we gave you a few arguments here. Um, All right, number 15. I I really didn't know what to do with 15 and 16, but so 15, I put Kirk Cousins. I was going to put Jimmy G there. 
Uh, Whoa. My article. I. Careful. What? Jimmy G. Yeah. It's not like he doesn't get you guys far. I mean, but that's kind of the thing. I don't think he. Jimmy okay. G has the wins and Kirk Cousins has, has the stats. But whatever. You both agreed with me. It's right here. Agree. Number 15, Kirk Cousins. I got I'm, I got Kirk Cousins. I'm with you. The whole Jimmy G thing threw me off. He almost made my head spin around like Poltergeist type shit. But, yeah, I'm with you, Kirk Cousins. 15, he's, he's right there. Yeah, you guys. Uh, so, 16, I went Jimmy G. You guys both went Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, how about that, D? See? Once yeah. in a while, you know, big brother, little brother. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, Ryan Tannehill at 16 is – that's what he is right now. He's the epitome of middle of the pack. Uh, and mm. like that's when you look at Ryan Tannehill, he de- very heavily depends on Derrick Henry. We might hear that name later in our mile player player. Oh, but when you think of, when you think about Ryan Tannehill and when it comes to can you win because of him? I don't see it. So that's why he couldn't be top 15 for me because our top I'll say top 12. The top 12 guys are guys that you win because of mm-hmm. once you get to like this middle pack. It's guys that you can, you can win with. But if you have to depend on them. It gets shaky. Yeah. And with Ryan Tannehill, he's in that. It gets shaky if you have to depend on him. And now we're starting to get into that tier, guys, where you need to have really good players around them. Otherwise, they're not a good quarterback. That's what we're starting to get into now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we all agreed that Jalen Hurts was number 17, which was kind of random. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is a random one to agree on for sure. But he's another one. I love these dynamic quarterbacks, the dual threat guys. And he's the reason that Philadelphia had number one rushing attack last year. So if yeah. they continue, I keep saying, if they continue to run the ball and don't get past happy, I can see this team being very, very good. And maybe Jalen Hurst takes that jump into the top 14, 13 quarterbacks in the league this year. Well, the way he's going to do that is by connecting with A.J. Brown for at least 85 catches, you know, a good 12, 1,300 yards and 8 to 10 touchdowns minimum. That's the way it's going to happen. That's the way he's going to show us that he belongs – as a starting quarterback on the field for the Philadelphia Eagles, if him and A.J. Brown can hook up, they'll make it happen. This is making Nikki nauseous right now. She can't yeah, I want to throw up. Just, I just want to puke, really, actually. This is, like, really great. Moving on, because I would rather talk about anything else but Jalen Hurts' success. Uh, number 18, this is where I put Ryan Tannehill because, honestly, I try to be objective here, but he really irritates me. Like, he just has to hand it off to Derrick Henry, watch the magic happen, let A.J. Brown do his thing. Like, he doesn't have to do anything. And if he's not handing it off, you guys know a short pass is coming. We know that. The fans know that. The opposing defense knows that. He is the definition of mediocre to me. I have said for years he holds his offense back. I am not a fan of Ryan Tannehill. Great, you want comeback player of the year a couple years ago, but I do not think he's taking you, getting you anywhere. He, this offense is literally carried by Derrick Henry. I don't think he contributes that much to it. So I can't even, I put him at 18 just as respect for getting to the playoffs, but really, I probably think he could go a little lower. You got zero love for Tannehill. You got nothing (laughs) for him over here. Man, I'm surprised you ain't got him ranked lower. Shoot. (laughs) Nothing. I feel nothing. I feel nothing for him. Nothing. Um, <laughs> but Jay, you had Tua, and D's where you had your boy James Winston. Well, Nikki, let me tell you something real quick before D gets into his boy over here, his quantum leap uh, man for the second year in a row. 
Um, this, this is where I would have thrown Baker Mayfield in, actually, just to be honest. But well, I'll stick, okay. we'll stick to the list. Uh, but this is where I would have Baker Mayfield ranked somewhere around the 18, 19 area. Um, but uh, yeah, Tua, uh, you, you guys know I'm a little bit higher on him than most people are. And I think Tyree Kill is going to bring the best out of him. And that's what he's there for. You know, more short passes. But I think we're going to see him unload the ball, you know, for some deep passes this year. Mike McDaniel is going to come in there and shake things up. And I think we're going to get to see what two is really all about. A guy who is pretty sharp, very accurate, like Tyree Kill said, even though he was half-heartedly joking. But he, he really is. He's extremely accurate. Um, he doesn't turn the ball over. I like two a lot. I like two. Yeah, you know we disagree on Tua, but we're going to see. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe Tyreek Hill does bring the best out of him. Waddle is also a very good threat, very fast. So he has speed. So he doesn't have to throw the ball downfield when you have guys who can turn five yards into 70. He definitely has yeah, two of those guys. Maybe Cedric Wilson good. as well. Yeah, Cedric Wilson yeah. is definitely somebody who can also get down the field as well. So I, I like the situation. Mike Gusecki is a guy from now forgotten about, completely forgotten. He, if he's the fourth option – Look, yeah. sorry, they scored yeah. thirty points a game. That's that's crazy. Yeah. All right, because now they brought in Raheem also and some other players. Come on, yeah. No, that's the thing. So if Tua does not produce this year, it's on him. Absolutely, off of the line. They got the weapons there. There's no more excuses for Dolphins fans to protect Tua. He has to produce this year. He has to be a top twenty quarterback and show that he can be a guy that you can win with. Don't, we don't need you to be the, the guy to carry the team. We don't need you to be a top 10 guy, but be a guy that we can at least depend on to not make those mistakes. Like you said, he normally does not turn the ball over. So that's right. This could be a good year for him. I, I think right. so. Uh, I guess I have to defend my Jameis pick at 18. Yeah, please. Yeah. Because it's a bit high, <laughs> no? But let, come on with it. Let's hear it. I can't Let's wait. hear it. It could, I can see how people can see it at a bit high, but when you project on what he was doing last year, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions, even Nikki put in capital letters only three interceptions in the article. So you can see mm -hmm. him making that turning point of not turning the ball over. We all know the arm talent's there, like incredible arm talent, one of the best arms in the league. And also it's surprisingly mobile. Now I don't know coming out the ACL, if it'll be the same as he was last year, but he had a lot of runs that kept our offense going. So he has that where, okay, he's not going to take off all the time, but he can, if need be, the arm talent's there, decision-making is getting better. So I put him in top 20 because he was on a top 20 track last year. And I think that continues. All right. Okay. I guess I'll allow it. <laughs> it wasn't as homerish as I thought it would be. Good job. <laughs> okay. Number 19. Uh, this is where I put Carson Wentz. Jay, this is where you had Jameis. And yeah. D, this is where you had Mac Jones. Oh, yeah. Mac Jones there. Okay. Well, I D said everything about Jameis Winston. So, you know, I I like Jameis more now than I ever had. And I think that he learned a lot from uh, Sean Payton and company over there. So I think his trajectory is definitely headed up. And if it's not, then his NFL career is going to come crashing down. But let's continue. Okay. Yeah, I put Mac Jones there. I saw I like what I saw last year as far as his pocket presence. He's really good at moving in the pocket. He's not somebody who's going to burn you down the field. He's definitely, if he runs, it's comical because he gets five yards in like four seconds. But <laughs> he knows how to move side to side in that pocket, up and like up and back. He knows exactly what to do to keep the pressure off him just long enough. Mm. Not a crazy arm, but he does make the good decisions. 
So I have him top 20 because he's somebody who you can depend on not to lose games for you unless the winds are 30 miles per hour. Then he just has to hand the ball off. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. They had a retractable dome in New England, right, guys? That's a place I could use it. I mean, I don't know. I got to tell you, man, that's high for me. I mean, that's high. 20. Like, there's a few quarterbacks that I'm going to name, and I guess, I don't know, Nikki, I don't have the list in front of me, so we're going to hear it. But, damn, okay, you got some faith in the in Mac Jones. All right. A little bit. All right, so number 20, we're rounding out our top 20. I actually rounded it out with Jared Goff because he did have a solid season. I, I need Lions fans to calm down, okay? This is not Stafford, <laughs> Megatron team, okay? But, like, you guys are heading in the right direction, but let's just let's calm down just a little mm-hmm. bit here. Um, Jay, you agreed with me, so good job there. Uh, it's a good job, (laughs) only a good job if I agree. You never get a good job if I don't, even if I give a glamorous answer as to why I picked Josh Allen at two, she's like, "Eh, whatever. Great job because we have the (laughs) same freaking quarterback in the league. Great job, (laughs) yes, great job. Uh, and this is where yeah, I went with Carson Wentz there. All three of us are not fans of Carson Wentz. We all agree that we're not the big Carson Wentz fans. But the talent is still there. He's still going to have those moments. Even last year, he had some throws that made you go, wow. Right? He still has those wow moments because of the arm talent. He's still mobile. Even with all the injuries, he still can get around and do things. So he's going to have moments. That's, and because of those moments I have in the top 20. And last year, the interceptions were big, but it wasn't that many. It was only six. So I feel like it's hard to put somebody outside of the top 20 when they only threw six interceptions and started all year. But he's not a guy who you can put top 15 because when the going gets tough, Carson's not going to get going. So that's why I I had to have him lower than 15, but I'll have him at 20 because of the talent. He's truly one of those guys that you have to watch play in order to know if he's good or bad because the stats do not tell the truth. That's very, very factual, yes. All right, number 21. This is where I have Jameis Winston. Jay's where you had Carson Wentz. And yep. D, this is where you had Tua. Yeah, mm. so I had Tua there uh, just because of with Tua, he doesn't turn the ball over. He's not going to make the bonehead mistakes that Carson makes. But I feel like with Carson, you have a higher upside because of his arm talent. And with Tua, I'm waiting to see that upside. All right. Man, I guess I got to a pretty low. Uh, All right, number 22. So we didn't, I didn't even get to him yet. Uh, This is where I had Mac Jones. Jay, you put, you had Justin Fields, and D, you had Trevor Lawrence. See, I guess this is where D and I both go with the potential part of it, right? This is all based on potential. It's really nothing based off last year because neither one of them had a good squad or did much. And I just think that Justin Fields has the potential to be a better quarterback, especially with the way the NFL is now, where you have, you know, dual threat quarterbacks is something that NFL teams want. They'd much rather have a guy who can move around and not just sit in the pocket as great as Tom Brady is. And they'll stand in the pocket sort of guys and all this and that. And the other thing. Um, Yeah. That's why I'm kind of leaning in that direction where I think Justin Fields, given better team, given better coordinators, better coach, all this and that we'll see how time goes. That's why I think maybe he can be better than Trevor Lawrence, but if you want to convince me otherwise, do you go ahead? With Trevor Lawrence, you get the mobility. Like, he definitely can move. We saw that last year. He has that. Now, he doesn't have – He just looks like he's like moving because the hair is coming out the back of his helmet. Like, <laughs> it just looks like he's going fast. 
<laughs> it does. It does add to the effect. The sunshine effect. Is <laughs> Work into something, man. <laughs> yeah, it definitely adds to the effect. But he's he's pretty mobile, and I think he has a better arm than Justin Fields. And last year, I can't hold it against him. What was going on around him? Like he was a total circus going on around him in Jacksonville. So they improved that roster. They improved the coaching staff. I think we're going to see a lot better version of Trevor Lawrence this year. So that's why I put him at 22. Okay. All right. 23. This is where I put Trevor Lawrence. And to your same point, I do think that Doug Peterson is the right fit for this team. And I think he's the right fit for Trevor Lawrence. And this team's like kind of built to, you know, they're going to improve, kind of built to not win now, but they're built to definitely improve. So I do think that we'll, we'll see that with Trevor Lawrence. Um, Jay is where you had Marcus Mariota and D yep. is where you put Justin Fields. Yeah, I think they're right next to each other. I, I can see Justin Fields having a better year individually. It's going to be tough because – Losing D for a sec. He'll be right. He'll be oh. in. He'll come back. Oh, sorry. Can you hear nope, me now? No, sorry. Right. I think we got you back now. We got you now. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I got Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence right next to each other. I think they're, they're talent comparable. Uh, I just think that Travis is in a better situation. So, you'll see more of him this year than you will with Justin Fields. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, the reason – I'll just say real quickly, the reason why I have Marcus Mariota there, I like the kid because he's a gamer. He's not a quitter on the field. He just – he plays, and he's – you know, he can move too, all right? This guy can move around. Like, they put him in special plays with the Raiders last year just to run the ball and be that dual threat kind of guy. So, no, he doesn't have a huge arm. He's not a guy you expect to win with really, but, look, putting him at 24 is nothing special. I just, you know, think he's a little bit better than some of the other guys at the end of the list. That's it. <laughs> Well, speaking of number 24, this is where I put Tua, which I guess is pretty far down Ooh. on the list. Um, I, <laughs> as I said in the article, you guys tell me, do you think the Dolphins kick themselves every day that they didn't take Justin Herbert? Absolutely. I'll even, even yeah. as much as I love Tua, no question. I think no question. Yeah, right. yeah. Now, that's a, that's a tough one to get over, right? When he's right there uh -huh. and then he goes right after you. Uh, that's yep. tough, especially when if the rumors are true that Flores wanted Herbert and they wanted Tua, that has to hurt even worse. Oh, killer, killer! Yeah. Yeah. That's like taking uh, Baker Mayfield to Sam Donald over Josh Allen. Same type of thing, just absolutely yeah. awful. <laughs> that's tough. That's, that's a um, tough one. So, what are we on twenty four? Okay, Jay's where you had Mac Jones and oh, D, you had Danny Dimes at twenty four. Little high yeah. for me. Oh, here little love, little love. <laughs> Yeah, I have him at 24. I didn't think that was high until I saw you guys, your guys' picks. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, 20, 24, you know, he is mobile. He has that He has that going for him. He has Buffalo's coaching staff, so they're going to do some Josh Allen-like things with him this year. So I can see him playing better this year for sure. And he's had some moments. Last year against my Saints, he played pretty well. So he's had some moments there, and I can see better than – other quarterbacks in this. Cool. All right. Number 25. We're getting there, guys. I went Justin Fields. Uh, Jay is where you had Trevor Lawrence. And D is where you had Davis Mills. Yeah. Davis Mills. Davis Mills. 
20, you get into a point now where you're kind of just pulling, you know, strings and you're, you're really <laughs> splitting hairs yeah. on, on these quarterbacks. Yeah. But uh -huh. Davis Mills had some moments last year when I think this year we're going to see if he really can be a starting quarterback. Uh, but 25, I was like, eh, they can put him there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? He reminds me of a worse version of Joe Flacco, and that's not good. I don't know. Even though I know Flacco wants well, I don't know. I just, I just don't, yeah, I just don't see it. it. I don't see it working with this guy. I don't. I think he's too slow. I think, like, he. I feel like he's playing in 1985, and, you know, it's like 2022. I don't know. It's 1985. <laughs> um, all right. right. But the thing is with Flacco, Flacco had that big arm. So with Davis Mills, he's gonna have that same type of effect with the big arm. Yeah, and yeah. you have that. You get hot. Next thing you know, he wins a few games in a row. And next thing you know, you got people with signs up saying it's Davis Mills elite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that right. was a whole thing with Joe well, Flacco. <laughs> he goes ahead and gets if the Houston goes ahead and gets Baltimore's defense from 2000, 30, 30 time. Then uh, you know, uh, wow, okay. oh, that, that was just too easy. He just what up, to. TP? What up? Yes. Like really ridiculous. Um, so, well, was, that was easy. That was a layup right there. Yeah, I have to deal with on the show. Was, All right, um, number twenty-six, Mitch Trubisky, as I call him, Money Mitch, as I refer to him. Uh, Jay, you had Trey. Oh, you guys both had Trey Lance at twenty-six. That's right. Go, yeah, Jay. Go. Man's barely even played yet, but you want to talk about potential? We got him. He's rough and he's tough and he's ready to go. He hasn't played football in about three years, but it doesn't matter. He's got it here and he's got it here. He's got heart. He's got mind. And you know what? He's got a great arm. The kid's got legs too. He's going to stand strong on him in the pocket. He's also going to run around the pocket. He's going to get the ball of Debo. He's going to get it to Ayuk. And then coming out of the backfield, who the hell knows who it's going to be this year because there's somebody different every year with an awesome offensive line who's going to protect him. And Trey Lance is going to show you what he's all about starting in around week six, seven, or eight, Ski. And the 49ers will take off from there. There you have it. Oh, I haven't done that. Okay. <laughs> that up. No. All right. Uh, num where, where were you? Oh, 26. I'm 26. sorry. I screwed you all up with that shit, huh? I just messed you right <laughs> up. Yeah, you messed me up totally. Um, 27, I have Davis Mills. Uh, Jay is where you had Mitch Trubisky and D is where you had Zach Wilson. Mm. Yeah, I put I put Zach there just based off the arm talent potential. Uh, nothing he really showed last year is going to make him, you know, any higher than that. But I just there's some quarterbacks who I just dislike, and I was like, let me put Zach Wilson here above the ones I just don't like at all. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of quarterbacks we don't like, number twenty eight, Daniel Jones. Uh, Jay mm -hmm. and I agree there, and agree. D, this is where you put Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I don't put Mariota at all. Uh, he's, just, he's a specialist <laughs> with the Raiders, right? Uh, he's somebody who, when it came to his time in Tennessee, where he was asked to be the guy, he wasn't close to it. Like his most famous moment is throwing it, it getting tipped, and him catching it to himself. Uh, it's like it's just I just never saw it. And he was getting those old time stats. Like some of his stats are like Joe Namath back in the day. When you look at his stats, <laughs> <in Tennessee. laughs> I just I just never believed in Mariota at all. So that's why I had to put him there. But there's other people who I don't <laughs> don't believe in anymore. Then I, you know, believe in him, so I had to put them below him. But yeah, twenty eight. I was like, yeah, I could put Mariota there. Yeah, I feel you because that's where I put him at twenty nine. It was like, uh, okay, whatever. Um, and Jay's where you had Davis Mills. Yep. Jay's where you had Jared Goff. 
Ooh, that's yeah, you guys made me feel bad. Wow. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> Damn, you guys made me. You guys made me feel bad, man. Uh, but I was like, I was like, Jared Goff. When have we ever really believed in him as far as you can win if you don't have a super team around him? When he was the Rams, he had a super team around him, and mm-hmm. when he had uh, the coach talking to him right before the play, he melted down. We saw that against the Patriots. The Patriots like, oh, we're going to switch it right when the headset cuts off. And he had no idea what to do. <laughs> so, so for me, if you can't, you know, do anything, if you don't have a super team around you and a coach telling you exactly what to do and you can't read a defense when it switch, I can't be in my top 25. That's why. I- wow. All right. All well and good. <laughs> now, I think I had him ranked at 20 in D. Uh- and Nikki, you and I were both like somewhere around there, like, you know, 20, just, yeah. yeah, right. Okay. So here's my argument for Goff. I believe he's actually got better. And I think that him going to Detroit has been a good thing for him. I think that he's toughened up over there. He's not all LA pretty boy anymore. Now he's Detroit metal steel car. Motherfucker. Let's go. I, and he's got a tough head coach and he's shown that I'm will I'm willing to put the team on my back in the fourth quarter because my defense sucks and they're giving up 35 points a game that we can go score 38 right now. And I know they weren't good last year. And obviously they had the second overall pick in the draft for a reason or for whatever they had the first second. I don't know what it was. No, Jacksonville had the first. So point being, yeah, the lions have been sucking because they're a terrible organization, but Jared Goff to me has gotten better. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I've been nothing but a hater on him for a long time. (laughs) You guys make a good argument. Yeah, I'll be the I'll be the Jared Goff hater now, but no, you guys make a good argument for having him higher than that. And now that I'm thinking about it, I should have had him above Mariota because I just don't believe Mariota at all. <laughs> yeah, plus yeah. he's on the Falcons now, so that's like you know double hatred that you have. Yeah, yeah double hatred. <laughs> Surprise, he's not last. Um, number thirty, uh, I had Zach Wilson. Jay, you agreed with me, and D is where you put Money Mitch slash Kenny Pickett. So, Nikki, this would yeah. be a good pick for you, right? I did a good job this yeah, time. You did a good job, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to put Trubisky here. There's a reason why he had to go and be a backup. Uh, Kenny Pickett, just don't know much about him being a rookie. Uh, he's somebody who – it wasn't like he was a guy that was coming out and everybody's like, oh, my God, Kenny Pickett. It was, you know, he was there in the first round. Pittsburgh took him because they know him, you know, being a local guy. Uh, so, I just – that's one of the reasons I think Pittsburgh's going to take a step back this year, and it's going to be the first year – that timely goes on the 500. I'm calling it now. I can't believe it. I can't. <laughs> I for me, this is like wow. You know, if NFL is a religion, then you have just like cursed God. You know, the, oh, the God. Oh, you uh, cursed God. The God of <laughs> NFL. No, 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 no. I would never say that. That's that would be serious, right there. Not, not, really, not, <laughs> not that God. You know, the one <laughs> that watches us, that watches everything we do, and knows everything that we're thinking all the time. No, not that God. I mean, the football God. Football guys. Oh gosh. All right. Well, 31. Me and D had um Sam Darnold here, which I guess now we'd have to swap out of here. And uh Jay's is where you had Geno Smith. Yeah. And uh we'll just do 32. This is where I, I called them Locksmith. I had Geno Smith, <laughs> Drew Locke, and Jay's is where you had Sam Darnold, and D and I agreed right. on number 32. Yeah, no, that's that was an easy call at 32. Uh, yeah. If I'm going to put Baker in there, I'll put Baker probably at 20. Yeah, I'll put him in front of Carson Wentz. So I'll have 
Baker at 20 in front of Carson Wentz and then back everybody down. And I would just, I guess, kick Sam Darnold off the list there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's the question, Nikki, now, right? So we're, I, I had him um, – gosh, where did I put him now? I'm looking really quick. Da, 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 da. No, I had him at 17. So where would you have him on your list now, Baker Mayfield, um, Brent, now that he's we know he's probably going to be the starting quarterback, Carolina? Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Maybe 13, somewhere in there. 13, yeah, 13. 14. Okay. All right. Oh, I like, 14, that. I like that little faith in Baker. A little bit. All right. Well, let's see if he can bake him a cake or two. Let's see what happens over there. It'll be a beautiful thing. All I'm right. not going to put him behind Ryan Tannehill. She was like, I definitely got to make sure. Yeah, no, no. She, no. <laughs> I'm not putting him behind Ryan Tannehill. No way. No way. The hatred for Ryan Tannehill. My God. I didn't know it was that deep. I mean, what did he do it's to you? pretty deep. It is. It's pretty deep. What you is know he, he is? He's just like that, like. I don't know. You think about like a good looking girl guy, like they're not really talented. They just coast on their looks. Like that's like, kind of what it reminds me of. You talk about riding coattails. It's literally riding coattails of Derrick Henry. I just, I, I, I think, like I said, I think Mike Ravel is a fantastic coach, sure but is. I think Tannehill holds that offense back. And I think that he can't run the offense that he wants to. Well, they drafted Malik Willis for a reason, folks. So we shall see when he jumps in, what week it'll be, and what the crowd says, and all that good stuff. All right. That was the QB rankings, 1 through 32. We did it. We made it through. All right. Love it. I love it. Done deal. Excellent. All right. So, yep, Baker in now, and uh, Sam Donald probably out. Again, Baker does it to Donald, screws him over. All right. Real quick, before we get into Mount Playa Playa, which D is going to take over. Have you guys, I just real quick, I need to know. I did put this actually in my notes, which I have about four lines of. Have you guys heard the series um, on Amazon Prime, The Terminal List? You heard with Chris Pratt, have you heard of this before? Nikki, you probably haven't because you've only seen like three shows in the world reality shows, but maybe yeah. Dee's heard of it. What, like, first of all, didn't I go on a Homeland rant like a couple yes, weeks you ago? Did. Which you guys <laughs> haven't seen. One show. Yeah, you chose to watch Dexter. No, if anybody <laughs> wants good te- television shows that are not reality TV, Ask me. I watch everything. Well, the terminal list is not reality TV. It is an excellent show with, and Chris Pratt is the star in it. And I do recommend it. I don't want to give anything away at all, but I think you would enjoy it. And another one I like is the old man, which is on FX. Either one of you guys check that one out with Jeff Bridges, the big Lebowski. He's playing this like awesome character. Anyway, I just wanted to ask if you guys are watching that. So we could uh, talk about it for a minute, but since we uh, you haven't, let's move I'll, on to the next one. I'll, <laughs> I'll add it to my list so we can talk about it during some time. All right. During At least one of them. Yeah. You won't be upset. I promise. I promise. Okay. D, no, I know you. You, Nikki, yeah. no shot. Forget it. Just forget uh, it. Even <laughs> I mean. Because I, I owe you a show anyway. You watched Ultimatum. I know you. Yeah, I did. Like, get through it. So I definitely owe you a show. <laughs> was Torture, all right? Torture. Like no, clockwork orange shit, man. All right? It was tough stuff. <laughs> you loved it. You loved every second of yeah. it. <laughs> My goodness. I do love this. Now play a play a D, you came up with the idea, man. So let's hear it, bro. What do we got? And who's it brought to us by? Yes. So Mount play a play a is brought to you by Beer Drop. So when you're in one of these hot stadiums that doesn't have a roof, you need a cold beer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got to spend $15 on it. Just remember, you could have had a $5 beer delivered to your house in your nice air-conditioned home coming straight to you. If you go to 33podcast.com, scroll down a little bit, go to the beer drop link, 
you can set up a delivery monthly for you of all different types of beers, right? I recently found out I like sour beers. I am a sour beer guy. So if you like sour beers, you can go find the sour beers from all over the country, put it in your package, have it delivered to you at a nice low shipping price and at $5 per beer. So go to third and three podcast.com, use our beer drop link. You'll get that nice $5 price. Mm. Well done. Well, well done. Your voice should be on the radio every 15 seconds. You should be getting checks to your, your door. Yes. Every single day. You should. Done deal. Done deal. All right, let's have it. What are we doing? So for my player, player, I was thinking, who are the players who are going to have the most impact that aren't quarterbacks? Mm. And we all know Aaron Donald. So that's why I put in not named Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's number one. Let's get it out the way. He's the most impactful player that's not a quarterback. So outside of Aaron Donald, who's our four non-QBs who are going to have the most impact? Let's start with you, Nikki. Um, so I know we said we could do coaches too. So I do have one coach, and that is my okay. number four. Um, I went Doug Peterson because, like we had talked about, yeah, I think that he's going to be the right fit for Jacksonville. I think he'll be the right fit for Trevor Lawrence. I do think that that team is going to take – leaps and bounds, uh, you know, step forward, not a quantum leap, but it's, I mean, they have to get it right at some point. Right. And I just feel like this is the year and we need to see improvement um, in Trevor Lawrence. And I do think that Doug Peterson is the guy, but I think there is a lot of pressure, not that expectations are high for Jacksonville, but you've just gotten it wrong for so goddamn long. Like (laughs) you have to get it right. I think this is the year that they're going to do it. So for me, it's Doug Peterson. I like that answer. I, I think we all think Jacksonville is going to take a step up, and we all like the coaching move. I, I like that answer, Nikki. I think that's well done. Thank you. them in our team draft, and it's going to be one of the reasons I win our team draft. Nah, we'll see. <laughs> the many competitions. Oh, all these competitions. It's awesome. Can't wait to win yeah. them all. <laughs> <laughs> you tell jokes on the show. They're so rare. They're few and far in between. When you tell a joke, it's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just love the confidence. When I win them all. <laughs> yeah. But, Jay, what do you have at number four? All right. So I twisted mine up a little bit. You know how Nikki likes to make her own mount play a play? Well, I did that with this one. So I did. I stuck with the most impactful players. Nikki, I love you so much. Most, But I went with guys who were going to new new teams. All right. Um, So number four, I have A.J. Brown. That is huge Mm. for the Eagles. We're talking about a team that was in the playoffs last year who a lot of people think is going to win the division this year. Um, They got better all over the place. Again, like you said earlier in the show, D, if they stick to the run, that's the way to do it. But now you got this big, bad monster on the outside to get the ball to where he may have to be double covered, leaving up open lanes for other guys where you got Devonta Smith on the other side as well. And Dallas Goddard, who's one of the top pass catching tight ends in the league. I mean, damn. All right. A.J. Brown is going to bring a lot to this team because let's be real. Philly wasn't scoring a lot of points last year. They were getting a lot of yards. They weren't scoring a lot of points. They need to get into the end zone. A.J. Brown will help them do that. He's my number four. Okay. No, I definitely like that call right there. I think he has a major impact for the Eagles this year. I know all this positive Eagles talk is killing Nikki. Um, but I know. No, I think stop. That- oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> waiting for the so day we get all this positive Giants talk. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting, too. Five years from now, but. 
<laughs> we're all waiting. Be rough. We're, I'm waiting for the day we can talk positive about the Giants because the day we can, I will give the Giants all the love in the world because you know I do Absolutely. love my fellow my Giants fan here that I do this podcast with. But for right now, we can't do it. <laughs> so I have to talk positive about other teams. Uh, but my number keep four, uh, yeah, I am going to stick in New York, but actually in New York, not New Jersey. I'm going to the Buffalo Bills and Von Miller <laughs> at number four. Uh, Ooh, I, know, I like that. Yeah, because we've forgotten about it. We remember at the time it was like shocking because of the number, even though most of it isn't guaranteed. It was shocking right. because it was six years and all this money. But he still yes. has some left in that tank. He definitely helped the Rams a lot last year. And I think he's going to be one of the reasons that Buffalo is going to be the sexy Super Bowl pick this year is because that defense is going to be even better than they were last year. So his impact on that defensive line is going to be major. So I think he's number four on my list as far as most impactful players not named Aaron Donald. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I like of applause. I like <laughs> Shout out to John. Yes, we did just meet the other day. Thanks for popping in here. We appreciate it. Yes, appreciate you, John. Awesome. <laughs> so who do you have at number three, Nikki? I have C.D. Lamb. And I did Ooh. kind of mention that before when we did our rankings because really who's left for Dak Prescott to throw the ball to? He's going to emerge clearly now as the number one. I think all eyes are on him. And as I said really not trying to be a hater. I do think the Cowboys are going to take a bit of a step back. They have lost so many key pieces. And like I said, I think it's more the circumstances around them. I'm not a Mike McCarthy fan, but, and I can see the Cowboys giving a game away because too many penalties can't manage a game clock. Doesn't know how many timeouts they have. Just, I just can see a disaster happening a little bit quicker than it did last season. But for me, it's like all eyes on CD lamb. Can he really step up and be a true number one? I think he's going to be probably one of the most, if not the most impactful player for the Cowboys this season. No, Nikki, I think that's smart. That's really not a bad answer. CD lamb. It's not bad at all. I like that a lot. He's <laughs> now so cheesy. Jack. You really I, love, are just, I love, I love that stuff. You do. I, you love you and, all day long. I love that crap. No, but for real, it's. I think that's that's a really good answer because he is clearly the number one, and Zeke is not what he was. We've been talking about it, so he is going to be that number one offensive, you know, option threat. I would think so. I like that. That's a good job. No, I'm. I definitely agree with Jay. I think that's a good pick, especially for the reasons that you explained so well. Like he's going to be the guy, and can he? handle double teams can he get open when he's the guy on the scouting report that they're looking for that's going to be very very interesting so i like to pick a lot so jay who do you have at number three uh we talked about this guy before it's another wide receiver diva nikki part of your family over there tyree kill miami dolphins like okay dude again again Tua, you got everything again wilson's over there Jalen wiles over there I mean, you have the whole the whole zoo. You have a, a penguin. You have a cheetah. I mean, what else do you freaking need? You can run. You have a new offense. I mean, you got all this shit. You have a good defense. You're really not in a tough division. Awesome stuff, man. I think that Tyreek Hill is going to be fantastic for this team. There's going to be so much attention paid to him. And Mike McDaniel is going to be playing like cards. He's going to be like a, like a magician. Look at this over here, the shiny object in Tyreek Hill. Meanwhile, we're doing all this stuff over here, and we're fooling you with the eye. They are going to be able to do some shit, and it's because of him, Tyreek Hill. Okay. Yeah, I'm not mad at that pick at all. I think that's a very, very good pick. 
like I said, the impact that you mentioned of him being a distraction for the defense. And then the play, when you finally do say, okay, we're going to pay attention to Waddle, we're going to pay attention to Mike G, all these other guys, that's when he'll hit you over the top. So I definitely like that pick right there. All right. So for my number three, I'm going to stay in Nikki's wide receiver diva family. I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. Uh, I think that he's going to have a major impact for the Las Vegas Raiders. Y'all know about the relationship he has with Derek Carr. I think he's going to be the reason that we look at Derek Carr differently. Like the, he's going to Derek Carr when we do our rankings next year might be in our top ten because of Devontae Adams, his best receiver in the league. You get off the line, him having Darren uh, Wallen, Darren Waller, and also having Hunter Renfro there. Those three guys having those options, and the fact that who you're going to double now you got because you can't really single cover Waller because he's too big. You can't single cover Adams because he's too good. Now you have to single cover Renfro, who has these great routes that he can run because he's so quick and has such mm-hmm. great, you know, great change of direction. The options are endless for Carr. So I think Adams' impact is going to be major this year. I absolutely love the answer. Love the answer. No doubt. I think that's for all the reasons you mentioned, man. Plus, Jacobs in the backfield and, you know, it, they're not going to be stacking the box, obviously. You know, not with, you know, Waller and, and Adams over there. So he can have a really big year if he can stay healthy, too. For sure. For sure. So, Nikki, number two. Um, Actually, let's keep it in the Raiders because I have Max Crosby as my Ooh. number two. Like that. Um, you guys want to talk about a quantum leap. Okay. His past rush grade went from 58.2 to – no, I'm sorry, 67.3, 58.2 to 91.7. He finished just behind Miles Garrett. And this year he's lining up with Chandler Jones. He's going to give him a lot of one-on-one opportunities. They're going to need that in this division. So Max Crosby, number two for me. Wow, that's an excellent pick. That's an excellent it is pick right there. Excellent <laughs> pick. I'm not going to lie. That is some deep Shit, that is an excellent NFL talking pick mind right there. I love it, especially like you said with Chandler Jones coming to town over there in that division. Whew, there's some bad boys in that line right there, man. Yeah, yep. That's no, I, I love it. That's a great pick right there. Who do you have at number two, Jay? I don't know. Let me look at my list. <laughs> <laughs> Are you unprepared um, for class? Did you do that to your students? Come on. Are you kidding me? I never studied for a test in my life. No, your students, when you used to teach, if they were unprepared. Oh, like, unprepared. oh I was not happy if they were unprepared. No, I I let it be known. You turn your work in or there are repercussions. You know what I never understood? The kids that like were always like, can I borrow a pencil? It was like the same kids over and over <laughs> yeah, and over again. Like, Why do you never have a pencil? <laughs> they, they walked around with nothing, like no book, ba- like just like nothing, actually. Just I, I don't even know. And they were just like, can I borrow a pencil? Can I borrow a pencil? First of all, it's not borrowing. I'm never going to see it again. And you're right, going to see it again tomorrow. Like, or you know what? They'd be the kids with the little pencil sharpened to like nothing. They're practically an eraser they're writing with. Oh, wow, that's funny. You bring back memories, man. I love don't it. don't understand these kids yeah. with like not a single writing utensil whatsoever. <laughs> Sorry, just I just they were literally just show up. You like just show up, just like you just have kids. Oh shit! I hate when D cut out. Damn. 
Oh, good. He's back. He's back. Oh, guys. So, yeah, DT uh, detail. Look, Donald Thompson. A couple, a couple of things over here. Raiders front ship front seven. Excuse me. Should be able to tee off. Yeah, yeah we're talking about that. And also, he wanted to mention two will either be a top three QB or be totally exposed. Uh, I'm agreeing with you. I don't know extreme top three, but he'll either be exposed or he'll be a real deal. So, like our man, real deal, Damian Adams over here. <laughs> Donnie's laughing at us, man. All right, where the hell are we anyway? I'm sorry. I no, totally well, you're you're number two. Yes, you're number two. I'm sorry. My number two. Okay. Um, this is a package deal. Like I said, I'm going with guys who change teams. This is huge for this oh, team. Oh shit, Nini's in. It's about time, bitch. Why are you taking so long to get in this damn chat? This well, I didn't know the hell you're talking to. Holy, you scared the shit my out friend. of me. Man. No, my friend. <laughs> Like, what the hell did I do now? I mean, yeah, no, every time not, he yells, no, I feel like it's not, not you. One of my very, very, not. very dear friends. Finally. I've been oh. trying to get her on. She's Glad. an Eagles fan, so I don't know if we want to listen to this. But, no, Nia, I love you. Thanks for coming in. You listen. I, well, Nikki scared the shit out of me. Her friends here. Now. Gosh. My God. No, for real. Every time you yell, I'm like, what the hell did I do? I It's on me. I know I did something, but no, this time it actually was messed up. I've messed this entire segment up. I am so sorry. Yes. I just had to tell my friend that I love her yeah. so much. I, that's that's what it's. Hey, we're a family show, are we not? <laughs> yeah. Come on. All right. We believe in words over here, so that's what's up. We're all good. Yeah. All right. Like I said, mine's a package deal. I'm doing teams. Up. I'm sorry, players who went to different teams. So I got J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack. When you talk about the Chargers, again, we're talking about all this town, especially on offense, but can't leave Derwin James alone. So you give them these two guys, J.C. Jackson, who now you can lock up, take one side of the field away, right? See what you can do over there. Now you got Khalil Mack, who can not only pass rush, but is not known as much for his uh, against the run game, stopping the run, which he can do really well, and he will be asked to do a lot. And they will be better for that because the two problems with the Chargers last year were they could not stop the run, so you bring in Khalil Mack to handle that, and – Brandon Staley, who I'm going to call him Brandon Faley until he gets his shit together, has to make better decisions. You do that, you get a much better football team. So that package deal is my number two. Okay. Now, I definitely like that pick right there. We all like the Chargers to take, and not maybe not a quantum leap, but maybe leaps and bounds into the playoffs this year. And those two players will definitely be the reason why they make that impact, especially with the jump of which we – so for my number two, it's funny that uh, Donnell mentioned Tua earlier. Uh, him taking that jump over from the, to the Miami Dolphins is huge, right? That offensive line was a problem last year. They say when you have a battle line that cuts your playbook in half because you can't have things that take long to develop because the O-line can't hold up that long. Now that O-line right. should be able to hold up, which means that, again, the theme of the show, Tua has no excuses. That's going to have to be him <laughs> emerging or him sinking. And Toronto Armstead is going to be a reason why we see Tua and we get to see him with the best situation because that O-line is going to hold up. I love it, man. I, I almost had Teron Armstead in there. I was thinking about it. I'm like, these players just may be a little bit more impactful, but I'm glad that you mentioned it because he does deserve to be in there. He's one of the top left tackles in the game. And I know who's a lefty, but I, it doesn't matter. Usually your best you know, rushing lineman lines up on the right side as it is for that reason and that reason alone. So he will be extremely impactful. And, uh, you know, again, another reason why Miami must make the playoffs and they must succeed. 
must. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So now we are getting to your number one, Nikki. The yes. Wampa, you know. Yes. No, you don't want to hear me speak Spanish. Actually, you guys can ask uh, Nini how terrible I am at speaking Spanish. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, my number one, talking about must succeed, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Wow. Yes. But, but, and I say that because everybody thinks the Bengals are going to take this ginormous step back, which I don't think they're going to, but I do understand where the pressure is coming from. But I think his chemistry with Joe Burrow is just going to get even stronger. But their success is riding on that. They did address the offensive line, which they absolutely needed to do. Um, but I kind of put him there because I just cannot wait to see these two totally explode and shut all the haters up who think they're going to have a down year. Okay. Nah, I, I love it. I love to pick. Uh, I think that I don't know why people think they're going to take a step back. I can see yeah. people thinking that other teams in that division are going to take a step up, like the Ravens, for example. But I think the AFC West has got everybody's attention. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Everybody's looking over there, and they're forgetting that the Bengals were there. The Ravens are going to get better. The Colts are probably going to be better. The Bills, the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. that's why. You know, all the attention yeah. is somewhere else. And that's true. There's only seven playoff spots, and it seems like there's going to be 10, 11 good teams in the AFC. Uh, so right? it's yeah, it's going to be it's definitely stacked over there. But the Bengals should be even better. With like you said, the old line being better, which gives more time for Jamar Chase to go downfield and do the routes that he likes to do. So I love that pick right there. AFC is going to freaking be like a Royal Rumble back in the day, when, you know, WWE yeah. or whatever the hell they call that shit now. It's going to be. I know. The NFC is just. Who, like, yeah. Oh my God. It used Maybe. to be the other way. The I, NFC I, used to romp yeah. shit, man. There was 14 years that they won the Super Bowl, 14 years in a row. I know. Like, whoa. Until John Elway came along with his stacked ass offensive line, Kyle Shanahan's daddy, Mikey, and Terrell Davis running for a whole bunch of yards in the backfield, having a fucking migraine in the middle of the game. And, and Shanahan's be like, yo, just get out there. We need you out there. If you're not out there, they're not going to. I swear to God, he said, if you're not out there, they're not going to believe we're running the ball. So, I mean, this guy's literally, Terrell, Terrell Davis is literally ready to pass out on the field in the Super Bowl, and he just stood in the backfield as a decoy. And Shanahan cared about it that much to put him on the field. And, like, that pissed me off. That From that day forward, like, I know football, tough guy sport. I'm with it all the way, man. I've played. I love it, all that stuff. But that's some, that's some bullshit. I'm not down with that. Yeah, it's definitely an old-school mentality as well. You wouldn't see that today especially with you know, concussion protocol. They would be like, you know, we can't put him out there if he can't see and he's having this crazy headache. So it's definitely a old, lot of things you hear about old schools. So you wouldn't see that today. For sure. No, I don't I don't think you would. Yeah, you probably have to they probably put you in jail if you did something like that today. Yeah. <laughs> AFC yeah, West sure. will be a bloodbath. No doubt. It will. It will, for sure. So, Jay, what's your number one? Yo, you talked about him, man. It's Devontae Adams. I, look, the Raiders made the playoffs last year with, like, no wide receivers and just Darren Waller, who was half of himself because he was hurt, and Josh Jacobs yeah. was hurt. And Derek Carr was like, I mean, look, that guy could have been in the MVP running for real. Like, he, him getting that yeah. team to 10-7 and 7 was nothing short of majestic. Now you got Devontae Adams, who I believe is the best wide receiver in football. Oh, my God. They're going to score. Nikki talked about their defense before. I know the AFC West is rough, but look, the Raiders were in the playoffs again. They were in the playoffs last year. They lost a close game to Cincinnati in Cincinnati, only by a touchdown. 
Man, this guy, Devonta Adams, again, I believe he is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Now you put him with Derek Carr. They freaking love each other. They're sharing bunk beds and shit. They are happy. They are going to be rolling, man. That's my number one. Wait, sharing well, bunk yeah. beds? I, yeah, I don't know how you share bunk beds. It's just one on top and one on the bottom. I don't I know say no, I know <laughs> that, but, but never mind. Just, never mind. They're going to be stepbrothers? <laughs> yeah, yeah right, exactly. <laughs> It's right nah, in the middle of fights in the middle of the night. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I love that pick. Agree with it. You know, it's one of my picks earlier. So I definitely think that the, his impact is going to be crazy for the Raiders offense this year. All right. Yeah. So for my number one, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, Nikki uh, definitely made my case pretty much. It's Derrick Henry. <laughs> like, it's, like it's when you think about a non QB having the biggest impact, if Derrick Henry's not carrying that offense, we don't, we know we don't depend on Ryan Tannehill. Especially Nikki. Nikki is not for the Ryan Tannehill praise at all. So if you listened earlier, you heard all the reasons why I believe that Derrick Henry is number one as far as non-QB impact. If he's back to Derrick Henry of 2,000 yards, Tennessee's in the playoffs. If he's not that guy, if he is even 1,500-yard Derrick Henry, I don't think they make it. He has hmm. to be that type of impact, type of just carry the load. Even not literally 2,000 yards, but even it's like, you know, 17, 1,800 yards. He has to be that type of back to for them to be successful. If not, they won't be. Yeah, not looking too good over there. Yep, and I don't know how much more you can take. Aging running backs do not do well in the NFL unless you're Adrian Peterson, and even he didn't really do that great once he hit the mid-30s. Anyway, your homegirl's saying peace out. I know. Bye, me. Love you. I love how when, you. Women, when women really love each other, like just you gotta call the other one a bitch. What are you bitch? We have called each other over the years. That's great. <laughs> That's great. But yes, that was Mount Player Player brought to you by Beer Drop. So yeah. go ahead and go to 33podcast.com, go to our beer drop link, get beers delivered to you at five dollars per beer. All mm. right, and have it at your nice air conditioned home where you're going to watch the game because you're not going to be out there in that negative 12-degree weather watching <laughs> games paying for a $15 beer. Get a $5 beer at your house, all right? That's it. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Yep, it uh, may not be in RT's hands, Ryan Tannehill. It may be in uh, MW's hands, Malik Willis. Uh, we'll see how that one goes for the Titans down there in Tennessee. All right. Fantastic stuff. I'm loving it. It's been all football so far, and uh, – I think that's probably going to stop now because this is the tricky part of the show. This is my recital. I think it's very vital. Mm-hmm. To rock all for you, Nick. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. <laughs> If you know that sound, you know what's coming now. Loud and proud. Nikki, Tricky, Gist in the house. What's going on? All right. Well, first, before we get to now, Nikki, we have to. Yeah, it's such your, that's your thing. <laughs> I know. I had a brain fart. Um, Knowledge with uh, what they name me? Recap. What's my name? To do. I don't know. I have so many nicknames. I actually don't know. Um, <laughs> Reebok. So, you guys, another sneaker drop for you. It is the Cardi B High Cardi Ooh. Freestyle Sneakers that just dropped. 
they look really cute and it's not just for women. She did all sizes. So it's men, women's kids and infants. So Cardi's got you covered. If you want to get shoes for the whole family, head on over to 33 podcast, go to our deals of the week, click on the Reebok link. It's going to take you right to her brand new collection. So that is the Reebok promo for you guys this week. She does have some cute purple high tops that I was eyeing up before we got on. So I might get them. Nah, they got yeah. guy sizes. I might have to get me a pair of Cardi B's. Be very different. Yeah, you should. Yeah. What size okay. foot? What size foot you got, D? Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, don't be talking about shoe sizes now. I'm like, we're only talking about <laughs> shoe sizes, Nicole. All right. Oh, ah, uh, <laughs> no. I'm only five ten, wow. but I, I wear a size twelve. I got big ass feet. That's why I got great balance. Great balance. Like, like a freaking oh, my cat. whole government out there. Just, uh, you know, just. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. You guys will like this one. I figured I'd be nice. It's sure. not sports, but it's called I Who Said That? that. So I'm going to give you a line in the movie of a movie. You get a point if you get the movie right. You get another point if you get the movie character right. Not the actor, oh. but the name of the character. Okay. So we're going for the movie and then extra points for the character. Yes, one point for the movie. If you know the character, you get another point. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Now, for somebody who has only seen three or four movies, I imagine you did a lot of research on this one. Oh, Jay, you know. <laughs> I love you, sister. You have love to you. ruin it for everybody because now we know I'm not here next week. But the week after when I come back, now, like study, it's going to be freaking chemistry now. <laughs> the last time I'm nice to you guys with knowledge with Nikki, because this is what I get. Sorry, do you didn't mean to get you in trouble? Man. No, it's, it's all Where's right. Where's Bob when you need him? He's always in the crosshairs of our argument. Just get I know, he really is. <laughs> See, there she is. All right, Ma's back. You got to control your children here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no, you guys will get this. Okay, ready? Number one, who's... Jay, are you first? No, D. Uh, I think D's first this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm first this week. Okay. okay. All right, D. Number one. Get busy living or get busy dying? Hmm. I'm going to go with Pulp Fiction. No. Oh. Jay? I know I've heard this. So we're going for get busy living. Or get, get busy living and get busy dying. Yep. Wow, it's going to hurt when I hear it because I definitely have heard it, but I don't want to hold this up. Um, get busy living. Get busy. I don't, I'm, it's not dazed and confused. Was that your what answer? Is, yeah, I don't. I know I've heard it though. Uh, no, and my mom was right. She got two points Shawshank Redemption and. Oh! <laughs> See, uh, that's why I'm mad. You guys got to use the lifeline. Use damn, the lifeline. Damn. Damn. Uh, see, like, I, that's one of my favorite movies. I should have got that. Shame on me. Really? Wow. Yeah. Shawshank shame on me. That's terrible. Two to the house. All right. Number two, D. Roads. Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> roads. Um... If you know that somebody be pissed at you. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously Jay knows this one. Yeah. Uh, Don't give him a hint. I'm a, I have no clue. I'm going to go with. Really? Um, 
I, I have no clue. So you can get, I'll pass to Jay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, this one was a layup for me. Back to the future. Yes, oh. back to the future. Gotcha. But Thanks who said it? Didn't he roll for your Oh, like, yeah, Doc Brown said it. Doc Brown said it. Two points. Bang boom, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> Doc Emmett Brown. Yup, Ma, we had it all the way. All right, D, number three. I got a stage five clinger. Oh, man. I definitely heard that one. I'm trying to remember exactly which movie. Oh. I think this is it. Oh, stage, which? We got a stage five clinger. Oh, I, think I feel like I can picture it in my head. Um, I got a couple of movies going through my head right now. Oh. Is it Wedding Crashers? It is Wedding Crashers. Got it. Wedding nice crashers. job, bro. Nice job. Nice <laughs> job. Well done. Uh, I Very just don't. Good. I just don't remember what uh, Chris Vaughn's character's name was. All right. Well, I'll give it to you. Vince Vaughn did say it, so I'll oh, okay. give it. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. All right. Very two to nice. the house. Two to D. Two to J. We are all tied up. All right. Here we go. Number four. How the hell did you get the beans above the Frank? Oh shit. Uh, was that Meet the Fockers? No. Uh. Jay? How did you get the beans above the Frank? Is that the line? What's the line one more time? How the hell did you get the beans above the Frank? <laughs> How the hell did you get the beans above the Frank? Um, American Pie? No, something about Mary. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, oh, you were so close, D. You were like in that yeah, realm. Yeah, all three of those movies anything. are in that same type of family. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Ma said American Pie 2. Nope, we're wrong. Damn. <laughs> oh, that's it. Frank and Beans. Yeah, that's just, they all three <laughs> in that same genre right there. Yes. Close. <laughs> okay, Jay, ready? Here we go. Number one for you. Okay. Eat my shorts. That sounds like Bart Simpson in The Simpsons. That's what he always used to say. That's no. not it? No. That, uh, all right. I'm going to go with The Sandlot. But I know what movie it is now. Don't say it. I know what movie it is. Oh, I thought you were referring to, to Bart Simpson. Did D give his answer yet? He did give his yeah. answer. It's not right. Is it The Breakfast Club? It is The Breakfast okay. Club. Okay, I thought you were referring to The Simpsons because that was a very famous line, but I remember John Bender saying, eat my shorts. It was John Bender, yeah. But you said, yeah. But oh, okay. The Simpsons aren't a movie, are they? I know, no, it's not. But I just, for, I'm like, I was kind of like almost well, checking. They, like, they did have a Simpsons movie. Oh, they did? That's true, they did yeah. have a movie. That's true. All right. I should get 12 points. You should get 12 points? I'm just thinking. <laughs> Relax over there. All right, number three. You had me at hello. Oh. Oh. That's that corny ass movie. Um, yep, like we cool. all could picture the line ahead, but I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> when Harry met Sally? No. No, Did not he? that one. They have the corny ass uh, movie. What was? I'm sure Ma knows it. Uh, which? You see, which Courtney, Bart? Said, Bart, her, Bart said it first. He know. He's with me. <laughs> um, which? Boring romantic movie was that? Uh -huh. 
Was it? It couldn't have been. Forty. I know it's. I know it's Tom Cruise in it, but I can't remember. I don't give him no hints. <laughs> uh, dang. Was it Jerry Maguire? Yes. Son Jerry of a gun, man. I don't remember the girl. I don't remember the girl's name. <laughs> it was Renee Zellweger. Yeah, that was it. Okay. Yeah. Nice job, man. Are you tied up again? That line, that line, like, seems like it goes with a totally different movie than Jerry Maguire. <laughs> well, that other famous, famous one. Though. What was it? Show me the money is the other famous. Yeah, line? That, that's, yeah, that's the one that seems like more okay. This is a sports agent movie. Cool. Yeah. By the way, Nikki, regardless <laughs> how this turns out. I think this was an excellent idea. Oh, thank you. Now you're trying to like compliment. No, I'm gonna get anything from you. I know. I, I know. I'm gonna have something under my bed, under my pillow tonight that I'm not gonna like. I, I already, I already know. I get it. <laughs> okay, number three. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. Only get the wrong Tom Hanks. Let's go. Yes. Good job. <laughs> Points. Yeah, I'm about to say, I know he's going to kill that one. <laughs> All right, last one. Ooh. It's not a man purse. It's called a satchel. Uh, the Hangover. Yes. Damn right. And it was Zach Galifianakis' character. Yes. Nice job, guys. Very good job. Good job. And a, I like this. This was a good. I like yeah. that. Who said it? We should almost make that like a daily thing. Like we should each have one who's. I like that. That was cool. And I like winning too. So that was also fun. All right. Good, good, job. good job all around, though. Yes. Close one, yeah. like, that was a progressive good. commercial. Like Flow. A progressive commercial with Flow. Which was uh, a progressive commercial with Flow? Oh, which yeah. Line? She does say that. He's right. She does say that. Well, which line does she say? I, doesn't she say something about the satchel? I thought she said something. Like oh, that. oh, when maybe that in that that biker commercial that they have, possibly. I don't even remember. I don't know. Now they got John Hamm in it, and he's like, in, he's got a crush on Flo. <laughs> yeah, it's the I weirdest thing. You, know, you have a lot of crushes we're learning. You know, Brent, I wouldn't listen to the show too much, man. How are you, bro? <laughs> he knows. He knows. <laughs> well, we Nikki, that was Brent a lot. We gotta, get Brent, we gotta get Brent's five. Okay. If he I've asked him for his top five. I don't he doesn't give them to me. I don't know. Oh well, if he we're gonna get us, out, we come up there, we're gonna get out of him. All right, drinks. get it out of him because I'd love to know. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. And it'd be so great if one of them's there, like on Friends, and then you like took them off the list and it'll be laminated, be like, what? Bullshit. Right, that was good. I like that. Who said it? Who said it? Like who done it? You know, it's like a murder mystery, uh, you know, knowledge with Nikki. So that was a lot of fun. Ooh, this may fun. not be fun for you though, Nikki, because we're about to break down your division, NFC East. Ooh, Ooh sugar. Oh boy. What are we gonna do over here? This is a problem. Um, but we got to talk about it. All right. So we talked about a few of these teams. We didn't talk about one of them, and that's because they're not worth mentioning. They changed their freaking name, Commanders. So, I mean, I got them finishing freaking last. <laughs> I just don't see anything good happening out of them. I mean, Carson Wentz, is he going to, like, all of a sudden rejuvenate his career with Terry McLaurin? I like McLaurin a lot, but I don't even think Jerry Rice can help freaking Carson Wentz at this point. So that defense also, they got to get back to what they were two years ago. Otherwise, they have no chance to do anything. So the commanders, I got no faith in D. Not at all. 
Yeah, there's no reason to have any faith in the commanders. And it goes from the top down. It's an organizational issue. They have all the yeah, things right. going on. Everything wrong yeah. with the NFL is what the commanders, they epitomize everything that's wrong with the NFL. Um, so, yeah, I have no faith in them either. Uh, Carson Wentz is an upgrade over T. Henney. I, I definitely got excited about T. Henney when he had that playoff game against the Bucks. I was wrong about him for sure. Uh, he was, he definitely, once you got some tape on him, you definitely saw his weaknesses come out for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Carson Wentz will be better. But like you said, they don't have the running game that the Colts had last year. That was a big part of Carson Wentz's quote unquote success was the fact that Jonathan Taylor was killing it. They don't have that. They they have a good a good back in Gibson, don't get me wrong, but he's mm-hmm. not Taylor. Uh, so I don't see them having that same success. Like you mentioned, that defense last year didn't know their top from their bottom. Like they had no clue uh-huh. what was going on out there. So I think they have another bad year. I struggle between them and the Giants, who's going to finish last. Uh, but I think that both them and the Giants struggle for sure. Yeah, uh, Nikki, I definitely see the Commanders struggling a lot this year. I don't see good things for them. Tough, again, on Ron Rivera. I mean, do you have him fourth also? Because I know last year it was, it was a different story. They were coming off the playoffs. You were a little high on them last year, but this is a different season. Yeah, no, I'm not. I have them fourth as well. I'm trying not to chump my own team too much. I at least put them <laughs> in third. Um, I don't know how Carson Wentz is going to mesh with Ron Rivera. I- I'm just kind of curious how this is going to go. Um, I was so disappointed in their defense last season. I actually think we all were. I thought they were going to be like one of the top. Um, so I think the defense will get better. I just not quite sure how this offense is really going to mesh. I don't know, maybe six wins, guys. I, I, I'm just, yeah. you know, I definitely think in fourth. And, yeah, I mean, Courtney's right. Wentz will give him a, a little bit of a boost, but I don't – He he's not going to, you know, they're not going to win 11, 12 games with him. Plus, he malfunctions at, like, a terrible, most <laughs> crucial time. So yeah. Right, right. And, again, he's not on the greatest team. Um, I'm with you. I got them at seven wins. Maybe I'm being a little generous, but that's because I have a little more faith that the defense is going to come back around. And, yeah, Carson Wentz, look, I, I, we all talk about him like he's the worst quarterback. He's not. He's the second worst quarterback. No, I'm just kidding. Look, he's, he's capable of doing a few things. He, he is. He's he's all right. All right. Um, But he's definitely not going to get this team anywhere better than third place. And it looks like all of us are calling fourth. I got them seven wins. And he said six. Damien, how many wins did I get? I'm going to go. Unofficially. I I unofficially. Yeah, I'm going to go five for right now. Oh, okay. okay. That's that's low. That'll get him a top three pick next year, most likely. All right. Yep, Courtney. They malfunctions all over the place at the worst times. He does Carson just in the end zone against Tennessee last year. There's just things I can't get out of my head. I can't can't get over it. Anyway, um, for third place, this is where your Giants come in for me, Nikki. But it's going to be a vast improvement. I think they go eight and nine, maybe even the other way around. Um, more offense. Please stay healthy because let's see what Daniel Jones can actually do with a healthy roster around him, like Saquon Barkley, who could be so important. I mean, he could have been an armat player player as far as guys being important to a team, even though we know the Giants really aren't going to be in the playoffs, but he is that of an impact sort of player. Give Daniel Jones more help, and I think he'll get it. The defense showed really good signs of playing well at a lot of key times last year, so I know they had that capability. And now they're bringing in, you know, new blood, Brian Dable, new offensive mind and everything. It's a fresh start. And like I was talking about last week, they can even the Giants look at this division and say, well, we know the commanders are nothing. 
Dallas is taking a step back, and we only have to worry about the Eagles, really. They can get they can get hungry if they can get a few wins under that belt early. I like them going around eight and nine. Nikki, we'll save you for last. So you're a team D. What do you think? Ooh, eight and nine seems a little rich for me. Uh, All right, I'm gonna go seven and ten. Like I feel like the even though it's one game difference, it's not. It's it just seems it sounds so big. Much. I know. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. one is a lot smaller than three. You know. Yeah. That's that so yeah, I know. Yeah, it seems like so much, but I'm going to go seven and 10 because I got, so yeah, I'm going to go with them third over Washington. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Washington with five. I'm going to go with the Giants with seven wins. Mm-hmm. I'd like the improvement of coaching staff. I like the change in culture there. And I think they do find some things. And Saquon Barkley, I have no reason to believe he's going to be healthier. I just want to believe. So hopefully <laughs> that want to is transferred and it's spoken into existence and we get a really good yeah. Saquon Barkley here. Well, if we take Nikki for a word with his workout video, then we know that he's yeah. Pitching, right. Well, yeah, no, he he looks great in his workout video. Everything looks great. <laughs> add it to the add it to the top five. Add it to the. His list keeps growing. That's not gonna be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, every everything looks copacetic over there. So um, I think so. Great. We got to put six. We got to put six. Uh, Chris Carson, seven. Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Listen, you know what? You um, everybody's free to look. You know what I mean? There's uh, something to look at. I don't well, looking no touchy. Looking yeah, no touchy. Listen, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not blaming you for it. I, I understand it. I was saying, we just got to make a top ten for you. Everybody else has top five. Yeah, we need a top ten. I, I need a couple more. You know, I need a yeah. couple more. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually agree with Courtney on this one. The question is on Danny Dimes. Can he like do something with this team? So, like you guys sure. said, they revamped the O line. Defense is always pretty good. I am sick to death at Bradbury going to the Eagles. Like mm-hmm. literally sick yeah. over it. Uh, you could have went anywhere, but you had to. You had to go to Philly. Um, it's for real. Afraid. That's a sneaky under the radar kind of move. That really does suck yeah. for you guys. And yeah, that's that's interesting. It really. does suck, but I am excited to have Wink Martindale over there from the Ravens. I do think he'll do. <laughs> with the defense for those listening i just winked all right that's how corny i am um i don't know maybe seven wins i i want to say eight i, I just I, it's hard it's hard I, I just don't really trust daniel jones if he gets hurt and tyra taylor comes in then mm. i think it's probably nine wins mm, tt time baby yeah, yeah, he can mess the whole thing, damn thing up. That that's what that's the last thing that Danny Dimes said. He doesn't deserve that nickname. That's such bullshit. I can't call him that. Daniel Jones. All right. Whatever his middle name is, I'm gonna start throwing that crap in there also. All right, we all agree then uh third place. I think maybe a little bit more optimistic I am by one game, which seems like 50 games when you talk about records in football, because you only play 17 of them now. I'm still trying to get used to that. Anyway, let's move it along. I'm going to my second place team where it's kind of funny because when we were doing our NFL team draft D a few weeks ago, I should have taken the Eagles first and I took Dallas instead. I, was, I felt like I was, shocked, I was shocked when you picked Dallas. Yeah. I know it was a mistake and I can admit that it was because I think that Dallas will finish second. I still think they're going to be pretty good, not playoff good, 10 and seven, nine and eight. I don't think they get more than 10 wins this year because I think they're going to struggle very much on offense. They can't rely on Micah Parsons to do everything again. 
Diggs isn't going to get a 10, 11 interceptions. You know, they, they lost Randy Gregory. I mean, things are just worse. They've gotten worse everywhere, offensively and defensively. So I just don't see how Dallas is going to do well this year. And if they do, it'll be because of Dak Prescott. And that's where he'll earn his, you know, money back that he's gotten and get back into that top 10. So he's going to really have to show it this time around, Nikki. Yeah, no, I'm actually right there with you. I have the Cowboys at number two, and I have them at 10 and seven as well. I just feel like to get over 10 might be a little bit of a struggle this year for them. It, I agree. I think it's going to be tough for them to get more than 10 wins. And you think, well, 10 and seven, why can't Dallas do that? They play the Giants twice. They play the Commanders twice. You know what? They can go two and two in those games. It's very possible thing. Yeah, no, they definitely can lose one to the Giants and one to the Commanders for sure. They can lose two to the Eagles. Like and that's you know, right. five, four or five losses right there. Yeah, uh, I think that we're going to see them go eight, eight, and one. Call oh, now. he's calling out. <laughs> he's calling out the tie. Calling a tie. Yeah. Woo! Calling it out now. Woo! Yes, eight, eight, it. and one. The Giants will go seven, nine, and one. And Nikki's gonna be sick because oh. it's it's gonna be a Giants Cowboys tie. <laughs> I'm calling. Oh out. my God! Don't speak that. Oh, he waited to the very end. I'm existence right now. Giants, Cowboys, we'll have a tie, and the Cowboys go eight, eight, and one this year. <laughs> oh wow! Now, if that happens, you are officially the you're not just sports prophet. You are the prophet of the world. You are yeah. the Messiah cometh again. That's yes. what you are. That are you that? We have to get back to the Cowboys being the 500 team that we know and love. Yes, and we can't do it without a tie. <laughs> so, can't do it without a tie. Gotta have a tie. So, yeah, we gotta go eight, eight, and one this year. <laughs> that is funny. Wow. Yeah, if they can rely on their running game, but that's the problem. I don't think they can rely on their running game anymore, Courtney. That's the thing. Unfortunate. All right, I'm trying to move it, hide it, show it, whatever we're doing. So we all got Dallas in second place, huh? Yeah. D, oh, how many wins? One team. I said eight, eight and one. Eight, eight, and one. <laughs> 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 eight, eight, and one. I love it. Okay, I love let me get my Jameis Winston voodoo doll. I'm going to order it. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody out there with an Etsy shop? I that's got some right dolls city. to order. That's the right city. If you're that's gonna do, I know. Voodoo, there you go. But that's the thing. No one's gonna make the Jameis Winston voodoo doll for you. Like we're gonna, we're gonna make sure you don't get that one. You have to special order that shit from Haiti. That's what you yeah, gotta. Yeah. Have. <laughs> I guess so. Then you're good. No yeah. problem. All right. So we obviously all agree on the number one team in the NFC East. We all think it's gonna be the Eagles. How good are they gonna be? Let me start it off. I said AJ Brown was a major impactful player coming to this team. Again, they didn't score a lot of points on offense last year. He's going to give them that ability to score more points. They are better on defense than people think. Again, Bradbury, we just talked about him coming over a corner to help out. Weak-ish division, as we have just mentioned. You know, we only mentioned one team that's going to be over 500 in Dallas. We're not even 100% sure about. Philly can get five wins out of this division, and I don't have their schedule in front of me. And you know what? I don't really care because teams change every year. And what I'm seeing out of Philly is nothing but progression and Nick Sirianni doing his thing. I'm giving them 12 wins this year, guys. I think 12 and five, they win this division easily. Easily, Ooh. Nikki. Um, I don't really want to talk about this because it <laughs> yeah. it's gotta be somebody. Soul. If it ain't the Giants, gotta be somebody. It hurts my soul. It really, really does. Um, I have them eleven and six, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. Mm. Well, one less win than I gave him. We know Courtney loves this right now. I mean, this is his favorite know, part of any show he's ever listened to in his life. <laughs> Eagles love that's going on. Yeah, they're improved all across the board, and much like Tua and Daniel Jones that we have mentioned before, it's on Hurts. 
All right, because the teams are around him, you know, like two, especially Miami. So it is on Hurts, big time. Okay, and you mentioned that, you know, the schedule can be misleading because teams do change every year. Mm -hmm. But looking at those first five weeks, they can come out the gates really fast. Oh, Oh. Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jaguars, Cardinals with no DeAndre Hopkins, and then the Cowboys after that. So they can come out like really fast out the gates here. And then you have those division games that they can win. So I can see 12 wins for sure. So I'm going to go 12 and five as well. I like that pick. Okay. There we go. There we go. So you know what? And the schedule will, if we're going to, you know, look at the schedule, looking at the early part of the schedule is better because we know who teams really are after week nine, 10, something like that. Yeah. You know, that's where we really get it. In the beginning, we get a lot of what we saw last year. It's not until teams start yeah. really figuring shit out and morphing and so on and so forth. So, Courtney, uh, I know you're loving this. He th- he's saying 11 and six. So, okay. you know, me and D got him 12 wins. And a lot of it has to do with the division. But again, I think the Giants will improve. I really hope they do. And again, I, I got Daniel Jones, I think, is a good player. But I don't think you're ever going to win a Super Bowl with him. And with that being yeah. said, Nikki, and I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to mess with you at all here. I'm being real. If you guys are going to win a Super Bowl at some point, He's not the guy. No. And I know that we're going to see whatever we're going to see this year. If you want Dable to be the head coach, you're going to probably have to grab somebody in next year's draft, whatever it is. Daniel Jones is just not going to be that guy. Saquon is not going to be on the field if and when that happens. They're going to still have to revamp a lot of a lot of things. And they keep trying to bring in weapons, and it's just not working out. So hopefully this year, Nikki, and I want to hear what you have to say, that the guys that they drafted in the first round – is the start of the new regime of the new New York Giants or getting back what they used to be kind of thing. Cause I, I got to tell you, I don't see Daniel Jones being a, a, a winning quarterback. I just don't. No, I don't see it either. I think that, you know, you guys aren't surprised to hear me say that I've kind of been no, down no. on him for a while. Um, you know, Arch Manning, 2026. Let's go. Hey, <laughs> right. <laughs> there you go. Build, right? Build up the whole team and then you get the quarterback, right? That's what you do. That makes sense. All, All right. right. See, they got to play. Didn't, he didn't go to LSU. Boo. Uh, <laughs> right, here we go. Let's end the show on a homer note since we did that last week. It actually got a lot of views, actually. So people <laughs> like hey, Love it. Let them listen. Love let them watch. It's a beautiful like, thing. That- one last question, Nikki. Are you looking forward to Kenny Galladay this year? Are you trying to are you feeling mm-hmm. some positive energy towards Kenny? I mean <laughs> make the list. Oh, oh, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little yeah. bit. Uh, he was I'll give him this. He was like did not buy into the regime last year. And we do know how important buying into the coach and what they want to do is. He yeah. seems a little bit happier this year, according to what we hear. So yeah, I'll I'll give him a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. But he is lazy, like he doesn't lay out for you know, he doesn't try to catch yeah. the boys. Oh, ooh, ooh, shoot. Like, you know, he's just kind of a lazy uh-huh. wide receiver. And they gave him so much money. So yeah. I'll give him a little bit of a pass. Let's see what Brian Dable can do. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we shall. We are all rooting. There may be one Giants fan here, but we are all family. So we are all rooting for the Giants to get better and get better soon. So our sister can be happier on the show and give us easier questions and knowledge. <laughs> <for> Nick. <laughs> Even though today's was especially a lot of fun, honestly, I think that was a great idea. Who said it? That was good. And they were, you know, not movies that 
you know, only you saw, you know, like other people seen, you know, like it's the common movies that you can get and they weren't easy. You know, they were, you know, it was really good. I thought it was really, really well done by you. So I want to give you credit. Good. I'm glad you guys I give credit when I couldn't just do movies that I've seen because be like three. No, I did see a majority of those movies though. I bet you did. I bet you did. I've never seen Shawshank Redemption though. Oh, such a good one. I'm not even I'm not gonna get on you for real. It's a great really, really is. Like it's a great movie. You will be like your mouth will drop literally at one part in the movie. You'll be like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding. You, you won't believe it. It's amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. And it's not just for that one part. The whole thing is great. But there's one part. It's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> fucking great. Oh, Dino's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, man. This was fun. I had a good time. I love this shit, man. This show is so much fun. I love doing this stuff with you guys, my family over here. Great, great, great. Nikki. What's going on, man? You did a show a couple of days ago, and now it's coming out tomorrow, the recording. What's up? Yes, I did Kenny the Sports Guy podcast yesterday. It should be out tomorrow. Um, we know that I'm not here next week, so you guys will have a grand old time without me. Uh, without me. I will be at nope. the Backstage Dance Nationals. I am trying to get you guys behind-the-scenes looks, um, so it's a five-day thing, so I won't be here, and it kind of goes – you know, all day, all week. Um, but the week after that, I am doing uh, Giants podcast on the 19th. Um, so just lots of things coming up. Of course, you guys find me right after this show on social media. Real Housewives of Dubai is a new episode. Yay. And Real Housewives <laughs> Ultimate Girls Trip. Episode five drops tomorrow on Peacock. So if you don't have Peacock, you can get the free version. Um, but I do have Peacock Premium because you can download it to your iPad. So you're stuck on a long flight. You can watch us and then you can watch some Real Housewives. So that's what's coming up for me. I will miss you guys, but I will be back after next week. Nikki, we will honestly truly miss you. There will be no knowledge with Nikki. Not like that. We'll try something. <laughs> I don't even know if we're going to want to do the show because we'll be so damn depressed, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, okay. you got to do the show. That's just the truth. I, I don't know. We'll see when the time comes. But, um, yeah. no, yeah, so you would be sorely missed. And uh, a lot of fun, man. I mean, shit, your schedule is filled up big time. And I got to tell you, I, I I think about you every day because when I'm scrolling through the TV and it's either Real Housewives or Below Deck, the first thing that's on my mind is Nikki. Right away, you pop into my head. So you're, you're on my oh, mind, girl. Right. You're my doing, sister, right? Yes, Below Deck is, and Dee can attest, Below Deck is the gateway drug into Bravo. <laughs> That's right. Courtney is putting together a very awesome um, panel podcast of women fantasy football, Ooh. which be um, he's organizing. He's going to give us the date. So stay tuned for that. Probably uh, upcoming weeks. That's I'm right. Courtney, the just find all the strategy out from her and LaDonna. And yeah. give it in no, Texas. As so if right. and I are actually going to give our strategy. That is insane. Oh, now I know why Courtney's doing this. He's, he's not. He's gave it away. I'm taking Daniel Jones. <laughs> Kenny Galladay. You know what it is? You know what it really is? It is the art of the beginner's luck into the first year in, in a draft. That's what it is. It's like, oh, here it is. Just let all this luck bestow upon you. Are you me. saying that I, this was my first fantasy year? No, like this, really no this this league. This league. I know oh, you know your fantasy shit. I don't question you, girl. I don't question you. <laughs> I'm going to get LaDonna in here. And she's going to help you out. See, Courtney knows he's calling you a mastermind. Don't give her that much credit. He's still mad. He's still mad. 
Woman. I look back to his first. <laughs> him and I were sharing oh. first place all year long, and then oh, here yeah. come you two women strutting along, showing <laughs> off. Yeah. Oh, come on, give me a break. Yeah. This stuff. Oh man, man. I I do. It that's coming up soon. I will be hey, sending out emails it? and uh, sending out messages to set up a date for the draft pretty soon. This Ooh, is oh man, man. this is this coming this. up. Yeah. Let's do it. What else, Steve? Wait. You're doing a billion other things to see your head popping up on all these uh, things that you're doing. On <laughs> uh, what, what's next, man? What else you got? So uh, I too was on a podcast yesterday. I was on Urban Sports Scene, uh, oh. talking about NBA free agency. So go check that out. Ooh. Just subscribe to Urban Sports Scene on all your podcast platforms. Had a really good time talking on there. Did a little boxing talk as well on that podcast. Uh, my uh, podcast is called. <laughs> My podcast is called The Real Deal with Damian Adams. I just dropped a new episode yesterday. I talk about Deshaun Watson a little bit and NBA free agency. We're doing an episode on Sunday, very special one. I'm very excited about. Jason will be a part of that. Oh, we're yeah. doing the, uh, yeah, we're doing the ultimate NBA team draft uh, oh. with a little twist on it as far as building your own league. Uh, I don't know how this idea came to me. Maybe it was after Edible, but it was. <laughs> That's when the best ideas come. <laughs> uh, but I'm very, I'm really excited about this idea. It's going to be Jason, uh, Ashley Baker's going to be on the show, Mike Patton, uh, my Ooh. man, uh, C. Lou, uh, Christopher, and also uh, Big C from the Sports Rap Podcast will be on there. So I'm mm. very excited about that episode that we're doing on Sunday. Uh, it's so go ahead subscribe now to the Real Deal with Damian Adams. After you listen to the third and three podcast, keep that good content in your life because it keeps your blood pressure down, keeps your cholesterol level. All right. So can make sure you keep that good content in your life. Uh, look out for me on social media, the real deal, WDA. You'll see the videos that Jason described with me just having different reactions to different things, just my floating head on different videos and different <laughs> pictures and stuff like that that you get to see. Uh, and you know, it's like a TikTok type videos that you'll see there. Also, you'll see my uh, press conference videos with the WNBA. I'm going to uh, Phoenix Mercury game tomorrow night. A little drama going on with the Mercury right now. They're talking about maybe trailer, uh, trading Skylar Diggins. So maybe I'll get into that. Uh, you'll you'll see you know what's going on there. A little, little drama there with her and the coach. I don't know if we'll get into that. If they play well, then we probably won't. We'll see. So make sure you follow me on social media to see what's going on with that situation uh, with the Phoenix Mercury and everything that's going on with the WNBA there. But yeah, just follow me at the Real Deal WDA, and you'll get access to all the stuff I was talking about earlier. I love doing the show with you guys, man. Just it's just so dope. It is a great time. I I love it. I have so much fun. And D, instead of just your head, you know what I want next time? You know, how they have them things where it's like they just impose the head on like the dancing little elf bodies and, and all that. Yeah. You got you got to do that. Like put your whole body <laughs> on that thing and just be like walking around, have music in the background, like walk to, up to this boxer, be like, he's about to get knocked down. Knocked down. <laughs> yeah, that'd be hysterical. Do that. I can do it, man. If you could pull it off, that would be masterful. I would love to see that shit. Love it. That's hilarious. I have to love find it. out how to do that. <laughs> Courtney, the only reason, by the way, you didn't get an invite is because we all we knew we were picking the Eagles to be in first place. So we couldn't have you <laughs> this for an hour, man. We, we couldn't hear it, bro. So we're just glad you dropped in, man. That we appreciate it. <laughs> love you. For sure. Love you, love you. Yeah, D, I can't wait for this on Sunday, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm gonna kick everybody's ass in this shit. I'm gonna have the best teams. I already got my strategy oh down. Oh my god, it never freaking ends no. with you guys. It never. What is sports all about? Competition. No, it's competition. It's competition. It's, like, it's 
endless. Everything's competition. Oh, hey guys, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna post the group chat. Hey guys, you wanna do competition for picking Monday night football score? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Oh my god. Yeah. But when you're bragging about that you won three weeks in a row, you're not going to be so pissed off about it. That's what's going to happen. Nikki's going to be on the free It's so control. funny. It literally, everything we do, competition. I want it. <laughs> competition is beautiful. It keeps our blood boiling, right? Right? It would, yes. and, then, and then when the blood is boiling too much, just read one of these articles, get that good content yeah. in your life, and get the blood pressure back down. Everything's cool. Exactly. Then, all right? So we know how to balance <laughs> it out. All right? We had all our vitamins. We're good. We're good. All right, this multivitamin station is out of here for now. Third and three podcast, maybe back next Wednesday. And if we are, we will be without our boss. So <laughs> while the cat's away, the mice will play. You never know. See y'all later, <laughs> third and three podcast, please. Bye. Later.